Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that we have there for you. Uh, you'll find that the Free Talk Live is a free website, unlike the rest of a lot of the talk radio hosts that want to charge you for their site. And you can go to freetalklive.com. Actually, you can create the content as well, so it's very interactive. Uh, you find something online that you think is useful and interesting, uh, you can go to uh, freetalklive.com, submit it as show prep. Then it will appear on the site in the upcoming stories queue. Others can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. And then the most liked, make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. So do head on over there and get interactive. Uh, Here with you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. So uh, we will talk to you about whatever you might want to discuss, though in the news today is uh, pretty big, big news. And, uh, of course, that is this defense of authorization or defense authorization act national defense authorization act i think it's called yeah i'm glad the politicians were finally able to come to agreement on this and uh, on uh, agreement on which of the americans uh, liberties they'd like to take away and they really they rammed this through well if there's something good that that comes out of this and, and there's not there's not much <laughs> there's not much but there is a bright side and that is that the more tyrannical the government becomes, the more likely people are to discover and appreciate the ideas of liberty. Because I Americans, think that that's a reality. It is not something I will vote for. No, I agree with you. I wouldn't advocate— In the same way I will not vote for uh, you know, people's houses to be burglarized so that we get better uh, burglary protection devices. No doubt. I agree with you. Uh, I, I would never advocate for more uh, government. But if you think about it, look at— for instance, I've been involved with uh, – I'll give you a real-life example. I've been involved with the Occupy Keene movement here in Keene, and uh, others have been – other liberty-minded folks have been showing up at their Occupy, their local Occupy, for the purpose of you know, getting involved in what is you know, actual activism. People are on the streets. They're doing something, and it's important to bring the ideas of liberty into those discussions and, and into that group because it's the Occupy movement, like the Tea Party, which I was also involved with, uh, is a movement – of people who know something's wrong and they're looking for solutions. And a lot of them in the Occupy movement do tend to lean a little bit toward the left. A lot of them have... A lot uh, of them in the Tea Party tend to lean towards the right. Right. And a lot of the people in the Occupy movement maybe have some... There's a warm spot in a lot of their hearts for Barack Obama. Even though he's broken a lot of the promises that he's made and many of the occupiers are aware of it. Just to give you an example of the the warm spot, for instance, there was – Barack Obama gave a speech in Manchester a couple weeks ago, and there was what they call a mic check during it where some of the occupiers stood up and they spoke in unison uh, and they they made a statement. The mic check means that uh, one of them speaks and then the others uh, repeat it, and it it is not something one can talk over. Well, it'd they, be tough. I guess yeah. I don't. I didn't actually see the video. I heard about uh, okay. what happened, and they did it to Ron Paul as well, and it went great with Ron Paul because Ron Paul's on board with handled it. Uh, he, well, he's on board with you know the ninety nine percent basically, and and he expressed that afterwards. Uh, Obama's. I guess some people started chanting, tried to chant over the the mic check in like the Obama supporters were trying to chant over top of the mic check and. Uh, anyway, the, the the mic checkers or the occupiers, some of them were very excited because there was a photo that was taken of Barack Obama holding the slip of paper that they were reading from. So when they were doing their mic check, they were reading off of this pre-prepared statement, and someone had handed that 
to Barack Obama, and there was this picture of like Barack Obama's hand, basically. Nothing else is in the picture except for you know the the top of his arm, or the powerful the, hand yeah. of our great leader, his forearm and his hand holding this piece of paper. And it was interesting there were the way some of the occupiers were talking about it. It was they they had this reverence for him, like oh wow, you know whose hand that is. That's Barack Obama's hand. He was holding our statement as though, like, you know, he's reading it and g- gives a rat's uh, butt about what the the occupiers are doing and, you know, that he's going to somehow read this statement and all of a sudden turn against Wall Street and, you know, turn against the corporate influence. And <laughs> it was just kind of silly. Yeah. But Stop doing everything that he's done up to this point. Right. So they still, like, had this reverence for him. Well, now you've got this Defense Authorization Act thing, which he hasn't quite signed yet, but Everyone's saying he's going to. He initially had said that he was uh, you know, considering vetoing it, which, of course, gave everybody this hope that Barack Obama will save us from this Defense Authorization Act. But no, no, he's, he's not going to do that. Uh, he's going to sign it. And I that's I'd, upset people. So, so you know he hasn't signed it yet? Last I looked, he hadn't signed it. But some some individuals had, had claimed that he did sign it already. But okay, it's possible. I, I you know I was looking earlier today. And I didn't see that news. Maybe that that news has come out this afternoon. Certainly, feel free to you know let me know if that's yeah. Uh, I'm looking for the news stories, but if that's the case. But my point is that a lot of these folks that have been kind of they're, they've been holding on to Barack Obama as much as they possibly can. Yeah, okay, he didn't take a, the troops out of Iraq, uh, at least not in the time frame he said he would. And uh, he, he didn't close down Guantanamo, and he started more wars. And like they've been they've been beaten down by this guy left and right. And they you know they've been well, just trying to hold. There, there are bumper stickers out there that uh, have a picture of George Bush that say "Miss me yet?" And every time I see one of these things, I'm like, "F no, I right. do not. No, no, miss you." Bush was terrible, but <laughs> as you said, Barack. Hasn't done much of anything he's claimed he would do. Right. I, if if you look back, and it's funny because I recently watched a a compilation of his basically stump speech promises from the 2007-2008 sort of uh, campaign. You know, the, both the primary and and the general election, and it, it's just point by point. He is saying things in his promises that he has not yet done, and his term is nearly over. Yeah. And it's just. It's just how can how can a person who actually you know supports this this person this individual you know put aside that sort of mental data in their mind put aside that sort of this sort of wow this is a red flag he has said he would do all these things and he hasn't how can a person actually put that aside when there's so many occurrences of this same red flag it's just cognitive lying? dissonance it's I amazing mean, how humans can do it I don't it's get cognitive it. dissonance that's what it is i mean they just they have this belief system and it's such a, a fervent belief system that that information that assails that belief system is just oh god I don't want to look is at it, that. Are, are they afraid? I mean, is it, does it does it spawn it's out the, of fear? It's the fear or? of being wrong. Well, it's also right? uh, on the other side. It's the um, it, you know when you do this zero sum voting game, you spend a lot of time sort of uh, you know looking at the two colostomy bags from which you get to sure, choose sure. and deciding oh this one feels this one feels uh, fuller than that one and it's just you know you, you your your choices are slim because you're like well I've always voted for the blue colostomy bag you know what am i going to do uh, how can i possibly vote for the red one the red one stinks so badly in so many ways that are uh, so fundamentally disagree with me that's the problem with the zero-sum game that is politics in america and frankly the world uh, today so it's the fear of being wrong that's what cognitive dissonance that's what, i think that's where our cognitive dissonance spawns from because we all want to be right about our viewpoint sure and it hurts to find out that 
you were wrong. And so it's much easier to just simply dismiss as much as possible or shove under the rug all of the evidence that is collecting that you were wrong. So it's the same sort of mentality as your religion is better than another religion, basically. It's, a, it's I just want my religion to be the right one. That's why I read this book, because I think this is the right book, and these are the right ways of doing things. So the same thing, the same sense could could be applied ostensibly to my party is better than your party. Yeah, and not just that, but in any uh, area of life where you had a certain belief, and whether it's religious or whether it's just belief about how to do business or whether it's you know whatever that belief is, where you've had a belief and then evidence proves that your belief was wrong, uh, it's always tough for humans, for the most part, to admit that they were wrong. But eventually, we all have to do it uh, because we've all been wrong and yep. we'll probably be wrong again at uh, at some point. And that's what's going on here is people are seeing this and they're just evidence is just stacking up and stacking up. And this is like the icing on the cake. I mean, I suppose it can certainly get worse. He's still got another year in office. Um, oh, you but- want it to get worse? Reelect him on his lame duck. Um, you know, uh- I think it's I think he's done as far as reelection. Well, He's certainly done if Ron Paul manages to make it through the uh, the primary. Right. Well, you know, this there is... are Democrats who are you know who were on were on board with Barack Obama who are posting on Facebook today like this is crazy. I can't believe that he's done this. Of course, you they know, are. they're sure. just so upset that because he's he's George Bush the third. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he is. And I thought I love what Rich Paul said on Facebook today. Libertarians know how to deal with George the third. One eight five five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Of course, the libertarians won't save you either. It's free talk live. Hello, my friends, and welcome to a thirty-second edition of Verbal Surgery. I'm your verbal surgeon, Tim A. Cummins, here to radiate your brain for maximum gain. And let me tell you, my friends, get on to the verbalsurgery.com train. Come check it out. Listen to this podcast, and you will feel better right now because you are awesome. Looking forward to seeing you at verbalsurgery.com. Take it easy, baby. Awesome. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And here tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Inviting you to the website at freetalklive.com. All the features there, they're on the house, so go and enjoy them. And get signed up for our news updates. You can be kept in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You'll note first, if you're on the news list, go to news.freetalklive.com. Sign up for email updates, Twitter, Facebook, uh, all of it's free over at news.freetalklive.com. Do you not have enough time to read books anymore? Audiobooks have become a great way to uh, get in that reading that you want to do without carving out time out of your day to sit down with a book. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment. They have all kinds of categories over there from which to choose everything that you can imagine a bookstore having. They've got business, classics, fiction, erotica, history, science fiction, everything else. In it, downloading them is fast, easy, and affordable. I've done it. I can tell you it's fast, easy, and affordable. Um, I listen to audiobooks all the time, and uh, have uh, Audible has made downloading easy for me. You can get a free gold membership, and that includes a download, one free audiobook. 
by going to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL for a free audiobook from Audible this Christmas season. It's uh, audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. So uh, more discussion of this Defense Authorization Act, which is basically going to make it so they can take any old American and put them in a military prison somewhere and never bother charging you with anything. Just going to hold you indefinitely. Yeah. Uh, among other things. No due process, no uh, no rights whatsoever. You aren't even a person. You're just a number in a storage container. Right. So uh, don't dissent a little, don't dissent too much now, Americans, or else you might get disappeared uh, in the middle of the night. Now, th- and this is stuff that has been coming for a long time. It's not like this is a surprise. In fact, in fact, Glenn Greenwald over at Salon.com has a piece, and there's so many different news stories about this out there today. Lots of opinion pieces. Uh, Glenn Greenwald is a very well-researched kind of guy, though, so we'll see what he has to say here in a moment. And speaking of Glenn's, there's uh, Glenn on the line with us in. Ontario O N. Glenn, are you in Ontario? Hello? Yes, I am. Okay, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, yeah, actually. Although the uh discussion going on right now is certainly fascinating and following that bill coming up. Uh I just want to actually relate a story to something that just happened. All right. Uh I was driving home and uh passed a police officer giving uh, somebody a ticket. Kinda well, in my eyes, thinking the stereotypical, you know, what if somebody actually could use some help? And a block ahead, I ran into that exact situation. Really? Where there was uh, an accident, three-car accident. One of the cars looked pretty banged up, so I thought, oh, what the hell? Pulled the UE, went back, and uh, pulled over next to the cop and said, hey, there's an accident up there. He kind of smiled, nodded, and said, yep, thanks. So I drove back up to the accident, pulled over to see if they needed any help. Uh, they used my phone to call the insurance, and then I watched as the cop drove away so the the cop drove by the accident like he left the scene of the, of the ticketing and uh, then just drove by the accident well he didn't pass the accident he was like less than a block up from it and mm-hmm. like i said i told him very like you know said there's an accident right up there right. and from where i was while the guy was on the, my phone calling his insurance i could see the cop i saw him turn around and drive the other way so basically he made sure that he, he wrote the ticket to collect that revenue but then when there was actual work to be done he just sort of drove away Exactly. That's stunning. Really? Yeah. I I am absolutely stunned. I mean, <laughs> I would not expect that at all from uh, you know somebody that uh, no, I wouldn't expect that. Uh, you Why know, not? It makes it. perfect sense. That's 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 a lot of work to have to do. There's probably a lot of paperwork involved. And there's actually helping people and caring about them. I would not expect that from uh, the police that I have worked with around here. Um, I've done, you know, I've been at multiple accident scenes and, um, you know, I would never have expected that. It's a car making some noisy and settle well, down. I've heard that the uh, the cops in Canada are better than in the U.S., but that doesn't mean there aren't some, you know, lazy bum cops up there, too. I'm just stunned. So, hey, uh, anything else you want to share tonight, Glenn? Uh, no, that's it. I'm actually just home now, so I got to let you guys go. All right. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Different Glenn. This one, Glenn Greenwald. Over at Salon.com, writing on the Defense Authorization Act and uh, some, of, some of the details about it. In one of the least surprising developments imaginable, that is least surprising, President Obama, after spending months threatening to veto the Le- uh, Levin-McCain detention bill, yesterday announced that he would instead sign it into law. 
This is the same individual, That's of course, not surprising. who unequivocally vowed when seeking the Democratic nomination to support a filibuster of any bill that includes retroactive immunity for telecoms, only to turn around, once he had the nomination secure, and not only vote against such a filibuster, but to vote in favor of the underlying bill itself. So this is perfectly consistent with his past conduct. As a result, the final version of the Levin-McCain bill will be enshrined as law this week as part of the 2012 National Defense Authorization Act. And by the way, this thing passed overwhelmingly uh, in the Senate, and it passed fairly significantly in the House. Was it 97 to 3 in the Senate or something like that? It was. There were only a handful of folks that uh, voted against it, including uh, Bernie Sanders from from uh, the Independent Socialist from Vermont and uh, Rand Paul from Kentucky, the son of Ron Paul. The ACLU said last night the bill contains, quote, harmful provisions that some legislators have said could authorize the U.S. military to pick up and imprison without charge or trial civilians, including American citizens, anywhere in the world. That includes here. Yes, that's right. They, you know, uh, Senator Ayotte uh, from New Hampshire said former Ameri- attorney general of New Hampshire yep, has said America is the battleground. Well, that just sounds lovely. Yeah. It's well, nice. it, it has been for a while. I mean, you look it's at true. the war on drugs. That yep. was that was one of the first wars on uh, Americans overall, just just in inside the borders, if you will. And it's still domestically, stopped. of course. It's still going. Yeah. So there's that war, and then there's the so-called war on terror. Yep. Yeah. So that's absolutely the case. They're just coming out. I mean, they're just admitting what they've always been doing, right? And they're just saying they're claiming publicly the power to to do the things that they've been doing. I mean, look at Bradley Manning. Look at uh, Jose Padilla, uh, Padilla. Look at some of these people that have been imprisoned for incredible lengths of time without any semblance of well, any kind of justice. Padilla kind of. Had, was uh, charged. Um, you know, I mean, he he was charged. Finally, after much outrage and huge, you know, uh, public support for those charges being levied. I mean, it was certainly not an easy process for him. I, I don't like that they have given themselves this particular power. And so here we go. Continuing, uh, he added, this is uh, the ACLU adding, if President Obama signs this bill, it will damage his legacy, does enormous damage. Human Rights Watch said that it does enormous damage to the rule of law, both in the U.S. and abroad, and that Obama will go down in history as the president who enshrined indefinite detention without trial in U.S. law. So is this the crossing of the Rubicon? I mean, we keep on saying it. That's what it says at LewRockwell.com today. Well, you know what? I... how can you say that though? Because a lot of the different bills that have already come have, I think, already crossed. I think the Rubicon was crossed in with the Patriot Act. I, personally, Maybe. once they suspend habeas corpus, and then of course there's all these secret things and uh, secret prisons. I think there that as far as tyranny and fascism or or whatever ism you want to associate with the government that is, as far as that's concerned, the Patriot Act set up the fall. Absolutely. And, and we've been falling ever since as far as the the geographic area. That's why I'm a little amused by uh, the, the reaction to this. Like, oh my God, the country has been ruined. As though this one piece of legislation has uh, done all the terrible things to uh, this country. It has been a progress, a progression exactly. of one bad piece of legislation on, on top of another. More coming up at 855-453. But if this is what it takes to wake people up, okay, here it is. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. 
Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And joining you in the studio here, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Inviting you online to freetalklive.com. We have listening options there. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. Click on whatever link you want because we've got broadband and dial-up versions of the show. They're airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live around the clock. And, of course, they're airing us live when we're live. So, you know, 21 hours a day you get uh, the latest episode replayed and then the other three you get us live. Uh, And you can go to listen.freetalklive.com to do that. You'll also learn about the over 100 great radio stations that air the show throughout the country, coast to coast, as well as our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio. We have two channels that we're on on XM, as well as our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. The Freedom Engineers are a cadre of coders, creatives, and anarcho-capitalist nerds from around the unfree world who are, as I speak, collaborating on the technology and enterprises that will build the free future. Join an inspired team that's 50 strong already. Help to get um, what you need to uh, complete your radical idea or jump in and lend a hand with exciting projects already in motion. Go to free freedomengineering.org and join the team by signing up for their free newsletter it's freedomengineering.org it's time to build freedom there's no better time because if use you, it. Yeah, if you don't build freedom, then it's going to be destroyed. That's, That's right. what the federal government is busily working on. And, uh, of course, the Defense Authorization Act has been passed by both the Senate and the House overwhelmingly. And now uh, Barack Obama, who originally was hinting that he might veto it, has decided to go ahead and uh, he's going to approve it. Which – Really, you shouldn't be surprised no, about. No, no, not at all. That's that's his. That's he's a politician, don't right. you see? Right. It's not just Barack Obama. They all do this. Yep. Maybe with the exception of Ron Paul, who actually does seem to honor his uh, his agreements and does vote no on pretty much everything he considers to be unconstitutional, which is virtually everything that comes across his desk. Uh, so that's kind of one of the the good sides of this is that Barack Obama is using up. Whatever political capital he had left with the people that did support him, the ones that are at least paying attention, anyone paying attention who at one time supported Barack Obama, who doesn't like the idea of a police state, is pretty upset about this. You know, I I don't like getting into conspiracy theories and and that whole idea. I think personally it's a distraction. But I look at this this Obama. He came in. He was writing on the the savior card. Uh, change. You know, I'll bring change and I'll, I'll save you from this, this terrible debt crisis and this terrible financial system and all these, these, these wars overseas, blah, blah, blah. And, and as you said, he has used up all his political capital. He has not only not honored any of his promises, but he's doing things that are not only upsetting those few, you know, fervent supporters he has left, but they're, they're literally, people are changing changing aisles you know they're, they're going to to republican i was listening to um both rush limbaugh today and a little bit of um yeah, another talk show one of those uh republican ones that follows it anyway the, the whole idea is they were talking about everyone changing votes and, and changing seats so that and and their gripes was that people are going from gingrich to ron paul and mm. romney to ron paul right and it things like on that. with ron paul exactly you know the, that's the the one bad thing about the you know obama using up his political capital is that you know there's there's by no means is it a shoe in ron paul's going to win it looks good for him in iowa but i saw one of the fox news commentators comment on it and he said that if uh, Ron Paul won Iowa, it would discredit the caucus. Wow. 
<laughs> right. Like this. <laughs> Wait, isn't this the same guy that's moderating the debate tonight? Yeah. Uh, you know, one of one of these guys. I don't know yeah. that he's moderating that particular. That's what debate. I heard. I was talking with a program director he's today. Dis- he I mean, me it that. was. But this, his opinion is not just his own. Other people believe this too. Now, uh, Ron Paul's had a great deal of stories out there, Reuters and that kind of thing. But literally, this disgusting individual popped in and said that if Ron Paul won, it would discredit the Iowa caucus. And right. I'm not sure he's entirely wrong. Wow. Right? I mean, well, if, to, if the some people caucus, are going to say, oh, well, that doesn't count. That's and then, what he was saying. Right. That guy. He's saying that. And some people are truly going to say that. I mean, that's just how radical how of a change Ron Paul is. Sure. And if Obama's discredited, what's it do but to help the Republican? Whoever that might be. If the Republican's well, Ron Paul, I think that's great. But if it's not, I don't care. That's right. the point I was trying to make by, by mentioning this capital he's used up and all these lies he's made. I, I don't think Obama was ever meant to be a two-term candidate as far as you know the the strategists were concerned. Whoever you know was planning the next election, or who, you mean if there are people behind the scenes pulling the strings? Well, that well kind of thing? it's not necessarily behind the scenes. Just sort of like. Like his role uh, in this whole, because um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, he's a paid shell. There, there are people paying Obama to be the president, and they paid him through donations, through his uh, cam- campaign financing, and uh, all these great benefits he's going to reap once he gets out of office that mm-hmm. we've seen come just in, in just they make it rain basically. And I think you all can understand that. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is that he's used up all his capital. He's done all these bad things that that make Bush actually. I don't want to say look good because that's not possible, but they make Bush look better than he he should look. So with that, with that in mind, I can't see Obama being a serious contender for reelection. Well, uh, the, the, the statement's been made, and I think that it's inc- incredibly prescient, is that you look at Obama and the economy and you can't see how he could possibly win. You look at the Republican field, and you can't see how he how could possibly could, lose. Right. I mean, except for Ron Paul. It, I, well, exactly. you know, I, I I don't know that I, when I look I at Ron, Ron Paul, Paul I don't see Barack a candidate Obama. that I think is incredibly likely to win. He's the one I would like if to Ron win. If Ron Paul gets out of the primary, I think he's got it in the bag. I think so too, personally. I think so too. And uh, uh, and a, and a Republican needs to ask themselves this particular issue. If Ron Paul doesn't get out of the primary. And, uh, you know, one of the other people, Romney or Gingrich, you pick um, wins or, you know, who knows which who it'll be then. And Ron Paul runs third party. He said he wasn't going to, but he didn't rule it out. Um, He said that he had no plans. Right. And you know how politicians are. They're coy. Um, So he had no plans to run third party. If Ron Paul runs third party, what's that do for the general election? A Republican in um, in the primary needs to vote for Ron Paul because that's the very best way to get a Republican into office. A Democrat needs to vote for Ron Paul in the primary because at the very least it gives a better person against whom to vote in the general. Ron Paul sure. should be the Republican nominee, but not everybody thinks about these things. They think Oh, well, Newt Gingrich, is, he's pretty good. And I think the social conservatives and the women rebel, women Republican voters will forgive the fact that he's, uh, you know, broke up with his wife while she was on her deathbed and, you know, had a terrible, uh, you know, uh, cheated on a couple of wives and all that. They'll forgive that because, well, you know, a uh, a philanderer isn't such a bad dad anyway. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, they will come up with all kinds of excuses. They will. I know what you're saying, Mark. And, and you know, I came to New Hampshire uh, 2007 right during the primary campaign and when i arrived in new hampshire the amount of signs littering the sides of the highways 
was just astronomical. And it wasn't just the Republicans. Obviously, the Democrats were running a primary at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it was obviously double the signs. But now I go around the same area, and if I see a sign, it's occasionally a Romney sign and occasionally a Newt sign because they're not using Gingrich for some reason. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I'm seeing Ron Paul signs everywhere. I'm seeing Ron Paul signs on West Street, that Donahue Law Office. It's like big sign there. I mean, it's just like it's completely different than the previous primary season based on my own anecdotal evidence. I hope that that, you know, I really hope it pans out. It's, it really is starting to look possible for Ron Paul, especially because he can completely capitalize on this opportunity. He's the only one talking about peace. Right. Period. Yep. He's the only one who doesn't vote for war. He's the only one who doesn't support indefinite detentions of human beings who haven't, you know, the the crime hasn't been proven. I mean, he's the only one. I think one could make the argument that Ron Paul does not uh, stand against the the just war, as it were. But, uh, you know, uh, basically he would get us out of all the entangling wars that have no value uh, to United States foreign policy. I think think you're right as far as what his public statements are, but... He appears on anti-war radio. I mean, that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty anti-war kind of a statement to make. When we should you're appear on, on Free Talk Live radio. Yeah, yeah what's up with go. that? I mean, I guess we heard that apparently there's someone in his campaign that is prohibiting Ron from appearing on Free Talk Live. Really? You want to talk about a conspiracy theory? 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Is it because we asked a few tough questions once upon a time when we had him on? This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. More about this Defense Act in moments. The new Ruger LC9 Centerfire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol designed for discreet carry, is also a full-power, no-compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com slash LC9 to learn more. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program, you can support the show. One of those ways you can do that is by shopping with us. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com. You can link into Amazon through the links there. Different Amazons for different countries. Click in the right one for you, and then you can buy whatever you're looking for. It's Amazon. They've got all kinds of categories, dozens of them. And they've got lots and lots of items at great prices. So get your shopping taken care of. You don't have to go to the department stores and deal with the hassles and the lines and all that parking and the nonsense, the angry customers. It's the holiday shopping season. Get it done from the comfort of your office or your home at shop.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live gets a portion of the sale when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com. We talk about uh, Bitcoins on the show a great deal. As a matter of fact, I did an interview with uh, Jeremy West of SpendBitcoins.com this evening. It'll be attached to the podcast. So if you want to find out about the great website SpendBitcoins.com that allows you to use your Bitcoins on many of the major uh, retailer sites on the Internet, um, you can hear that and and find out how it's explained. But for a lot of people, getting Bitcoins um, has been kind of tricky up to now. Crypto exchange is the fastest and safest way to buy and sell your Bitcoins. They also offer a complete bullion store where you can buy and sell gold and silver privately with Bitcoins. That's the one of the advantages to Bitcoins. They're an online cash. They just like cash. They're they're safe. There's no uh, chargebacks. You know all these things that uh, cash has the advantage of over you know say credit cards and that kind of thing. 
They've got it. If you're totally clueless about the Bitcoin currency, they have 24-hour customer service. Just visit their site and click on the live support link at the top. The easiest way to get to their site is by going to bitcoin.freetalklive.com, clicking on the banner for crypto exchange. It's bitcoin.freetalklive.com. So we've been talking about different aspects of this Defense Authorization Act. Uh, Salon.com's Glenn Greenwald has a good detailed piece about it. Can I just it. say I'm a fan of Glenn Greenwald? He does some great work. Yeah. And uh, so we'll continue with some of this information because we've been kind of focusing on how Ron Paul can stand to benefit from the fallout that's going to happen from some of the, the Obama supporters, the people that were kind of hanging on by a thread, hoping that Obama would do something right. Uh, and then, you know, just having him just turn against them at every possible corner. So uh, Ron Paul, again, is in the right position to to be the beneficiary politically from uh, all the, you know, the fallout that that is happening as a result of this Defense Authorization Act. But unfortunately, none of that's going to change the fact that, uh, you know, this is happening and they could very well start disappearing people and putting them into military holding centers like Guantanamo Bay without any sort of semblance of charge or trial or anything like that. Not to say that the, uh, the you know, the justice system is in any way fair or good or or just, but at least it was something. Now they're just stripping it all away. So back to Salon.com's Glenn Greenwald. He's referring to the Human Rights Watch and the ACLU pointing out that this basically this bill is going to authorize the military to pick up and imprison without charge or trial civilians, including American citizens, anywhere in the world. And that Obama will go down in history as the president who enshrined indefinite detention without trial into U.S. law. Both groups pointed out this is the first time indefinite detention has been enshrined in law since the McCarthy era of the 1950s, when, as the ACLU put it, President Truman had the courage to veto the Internal Security Act of 1950 on the ground that it would make a mockery of our Bill of Rights and then watched Congress override the veto. Wow. That act authorized the imprisonment of communists and other Communists without the necessity of full trials or due process. Many of the most egregious provisions of that bill were repealed by the 1971 Non-Detention Act and are now being years later? rejuvenated by these war-on-terror policies of indefinite detention. President Obama, needless to say, is not Harry Truman. He's not even the candidate Obama of 2008, who repeatedly insisted that due process and security were not mutually exclusive and who condemned indefinite detention as black hole injustice. That was during his campaign. God. There have been several persistent myths circulating about this bill and President Obama's position on it that need to be clarified once and for all. First, while the powers this bill enshrines are indeed radical and dangerous, most of them already exist. And that's what you were saying earlier, JJ. These things have been around. It's just that now they're just touting it from the rooftops. He points out that's because the first Bush administration and now the Obama administration have aggressively argued that the original 2001 AUMF, and I don't know what that stands for, perhaps you might want to look for look that up for me if you get a chance, uh, already empowers them to imprison people without charges, uh, use force against even U.S. citizens without due process, and target not only members of al-Qaeda and the Taliban, but also anyone who, quote, substantially supports these groups and or whatever that means associated forces that was the uh, authorization of use of military force of military force okay got it uh 
and whatever those terms mean, says Glenn, Glenn Greenwald. That's why this bill states that it does not intend to change the authorization of military force, even as it codifies far broader language defining the scope of the war or the detention powers of the president. And it's why they purposely made the bill vague on whether it expressly authorizes military detention of U.S. citizens on U.S. soil. It's because the bill's proponents in the White House both believe the president already possesses these broadened powers with or without this bill. With a couple of exceptions, this bill just clarifies and codifies the powers President Obama has already claimed, seized, and exercised. He says that uh, he is embedding a video into his post over at Salon.com, and we'll link to this on the, the show prep thread tonight on the Free Talk Live BBS, that he did on Sank Unger's television program, that's the, uh, the Young Turks, where he elaborated on this point. This is not to mitigate how heinous this bill is, as there are real dangers to codifying these powers in law with bipartisan congressional support, as opposed to having the president unilaterally seize them and have some lower courts recognize them, which is what had been happening. Instead, it's a reflection of how horrible the civil liberty status quo has become under the Bush and Obama administrations. This is the reason why civil libertarians have been so harshly critical of this president. It's the reason civil liberties groups have been saying things like this, even when saying them was so unpopular. It's because Obama has, for three years now, been defending and entrenching exactly the detention powers this law vests, but doing it through radical legal theories, warped interpretations of the authorization of military force, continuities with the Bush-Cheney template, and devotion to endless war and the civil liberties assaults it entails. Second, he says... As I documented at length last week, Obama's veto threat was never about substantive objections to the detention powers vested by this bill. Put another way, he was never objecting to the bill on civil liberties grounds. Obama, as I documented last week and again below, is not an opponent of indefinite detention. He's a vigorous proponent of it, as evidenced by his continuous, multifaceted embrace of that policy. Obama's objections to this bill had nothing to do with civil liberties, due process, or the Constitution. It had everything to do with executive power. And he puts that in bold. The White House's complaint was that Congress had no business trying, excuse me, tying the hands of the president when deciding who should go into military detention, who should be denied a trial, which agencies, uh, agencies should interrogate suspects. Such decisions, insisted the White House, are for the president, not Congress, oh, to wow. make. In other words, his veto threat was not grounded in the premise that indefinite military, military detention is wrong. It was grounded in the premise that it should be the president who decides who goes into military detention and why, not Congress. That's all that his yeah. veto was hanging on. Yeah, Jeez. centralize that power. Yeah, that's exactly that one what man. Was. And they did, and they, and they modified it to his liking, Jeez. and he is going to sign this bill. The highest law enforcement law enforcer in the land should absolutely have judicial powers, right? I mean, here in this country where we have uh, checks and balances in order to keep the executive away from the judicial, of course the, the highest uh, member of the executive should have judicial powers. I mean, what? Yep. Welcome, even, welcome to America. Yep. It's just crazy. It's even, crazy. Even the one substantive objection the White House expressed to the bill, mandatory military detention for accused American terrorists captured on U.S. soil, was about executive power, not due process or core liberties. The proof of that, the definitive, conclusive proof, is that Senator Carl Levin, who's one of the authors of the bill, has several times disclosed that it was the White House which demanded removal of a provision in his original draft that would have exempted U.S. citizens from military detention. Let me repeat that. It was the White House which demanded removal of a provision in his original draft of this bill 
that would have exempted U.S. citizens from military detention. So they came in and demanded more executive power out of this bill. Of course they did. Of course the executive is going to demand more executive powers. And the Congress rolls right over and gives it to them. Every time. Because the reason is, is the Congress, uh, you know, I mean, the Republicans say, well, we can't wait until Newt gets this. When Newt gets it, then we'll really be powerful. And they know that their, their guy is going to be in within the next decade. That's what they're looking for. The White House's North Star on this bill, as was repeatedly made clear, was presidential discretion. They were going to veto the bill if it contained any limits on the president's detention powers, regardless of whether those limits forced him to put people in military prison or barred him from doing so. 855-450-FREE. Greenwald has more to say on this. We'll share that with you coming up in hour number two. And we'll take your calls about whatever you want. You're welcome to share your thoughts on this or bring up anything. 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything that you want. The number, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Perhaps you would like to share your thoughts on the imminent passage of this Detention Act. Oh, I mean the Defense Authorization Act, which, as Glenn Greenwald over at Salon.com points out, really just codifies what's already been going on. They've they've already seized the ability to do these things during the Bush administration, and you know they continued. The, uh, the Obama hasn't rescinded anything that George Bush has done, so they're just it's one president after another building more tyrannical power on top of uh, the next one. Some people are saying this is crossing the Rubicon, but what does that even mean to cross the Rubicon? Well, what's it mean precisely from a historical standpoint? Yeah. It uh, when Caesar uh, uh, Roman armies were not supposed to be within the area of the uh, of Rome, and that's because uh, generals would use armies uh, at that time to uh, the, truly p- power comes from the barrel of a gun or the point of a spear, and you know everybody understood Mao that, said. right? So they shouldn't uh, armies shouldn't be too close to the seat of power was the idea, and, and Rome was a republic nominally at the very least nominally um and so caesar brought troops too close essentially to threaten he became the quote-unquote first emperor there you know is debate upon that um but you know that's what he did he brought troops too close and crossed the rubicon, rubicon and threatened uh, the the threatened the republic the, the, the short answer is caesar brought troops across the river rubicon and threatened the republic um, and turned it into a dictatorship so that that's a pretty good metaphor right yeah i, I think suppose. so definitely I think so 
So the question is, when was the Rubicon crossed? JJ, you said it was uh, back when the Patriot Act was. Yeah, passed. I'd say nine eleven, the Patriot Act. Uh, that's that that time frame there. It's oh, certainly- I'd say JJ's uh, comment off air was uh, f- far more insightful, and, and that, that was uh, the Rubicon's been crossed like it was some a Domino's pizza guy just passing back and forth. <laughs> across it. I mean, you know, the Rubicon. <laughs> yeah, they've like, been doing laps on that thing. The, the Rubicon's been crossed so many times; it's just uh, you know, it, right. it, it, you know, the the metaphor has been used so often. But this is apparently what it's going to take for some people or more people to wake up is to realize that they aren't any different, this George Bush and Barack Obama. That they may look different. They may talk different. Barack Obama may sound smarter than George Bush, but ultimately they're all tools for the same purpose, and that is increasing the power of the government over the peaceful people within within the arbitrary boundaries that we know as the United States. Mm Mm-hmm. And Glenn Greenwald is uh, going to continue here with uh, some more of his analysis, which I think is is, is spot on uh, from Salon.com. But first, you and your thoughts. Tim is in Maine. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Hey, how you doing tonight? Just great, all things considered. What's on your mind? Well, just um, in terms of whether this uh, latest bill crosses the Rubicon, so to speak, um, I wonder what you guys' thoughts on the possibility that maybe it was the Constitution that really crossed the Rubicon, um, because, you know, any time that you institute a government or you institute a state over people, it's going to eventually grab for as much power as it possibly can. Well, I see what so you're really saying, but I, th- I mean, historically, the Rubicon crossing and, happened after a government had been created in the first right, place. Right. I mean, the uh, so uh, Caesar crossed the Rubicon to threaten a government with, um, a, you know, force and to create his uh, essentially a new government. So then you would say that, like, this latest bill is kind of a one part of the government turning on itself or turning on another part of the government? No, they're not turning against the no, government. No, basically what it did is it made the government more tyrannical is kind of the idea. You know, when, when Caesar brought the, the military into the, 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 the Senate area or the republic's sort of uh, seat of power, he then was able to use, you know, more power than he ought to have had. If you believe that this is a government of the people, by the people, and for the people, if you believe that this is a real republic or a democracy, uh, excuse me, representative democracy, if you believe that, then yes, I think that this could arguably be the crossing of a Rubicon. I don't happen to believe that. I believe that if it ever was that, it certainly isn't anymore. Well, I guess my my, ultimate point was that eventually when you have any government or you have any state, it's going to come to this point. No doubt. I mean, I mean are the there his- any history examples of government in history that doesn't come to this point? No, they all come crashing down at some point, and it's usually in some sort of violent, horrific manner. And so I guess you don't really need this, this Rubicon, this, like, this, this Rubicon moment. You don't need Caesar bringing the troops back um, to the seat of power. It's just the fact that there was ever this institution in the first place that can allow somebody like Caesar amass a massive army oh i agree with you i think that we need to get rid of this idea of uh, of the state it is a very dangerous idea to human existence and as we can see in the 20th century the state not disease or famine or diarrhea or any of that stuff it was (laughs) the state that was you know a major killer of human beings you have to include some famine in the uh the deaths accredited to the state because in fact uh, states often are uh you know what caused famine right they put sanctions on in iraq 
and killed like 500,000 people. The things like that. I mean, in, in uh, countries, they'd t- you know, destroy crops in order to get go for rebels because they don't care about the individual. They care about their government um, and their power. Tim, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. 855-453. Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live with the NJJ and Mark. Hey, hello, guys. Gene. I'm uh, going to leave for China in a couple of days, but I wanted to call and talk ah, to the, you. The more free land of China. Excellent yeah. choice. <laughs> Yeah, well, in some ways, yes, it is, but uh, in other ways, it isn't. But uh, I wanted to talk about Ron Paul, who, of course, is going to be on the airwaves here pretty soon. Not on these airwaves. You mean in a uh, debate, a national debate. Gotcha. Yeah, on the debate. And I also, uh, you you realize I'd wrapped my Corvette in the Ron Paul. It's the Ron Paul Corvette, of course, if anybody wants to look it up on YouTube. Neat. And I have to say, in fact, I'm just making a post right now on the Ron Paul forums about it. That was such a great idea because I have had the door opened for so many conversations with so many people over that car and be able really? to educate them about freedom and liberty. And so they just walk up to you and ask you about it? What it cost you? It, it was a lot. <laughs> well, I, be, now, I it, people want to know. I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to, to, to pry into your business or anything I, like that. I will say that I got a good deal because the guy wanted to help promote Ron Paul. So I got probably about $1,000 off, but it it would normally run about $2,500 for a wrap like that. Gotcha. I'm looking at the wrap here, uh, Ron Paul Corvette walk around. It's pretty sweet. You've got the, the snake, the, the coiled yeah. snake on the back end. Uh, you got the Ron Paul blimp oh, wow, on the, nice. the trunk. Uh, all sweet. kinds of text uh, is uh, is on there as well. Who's Ron Paul? The doctor will see you now. Prince. <laughs> wow. Lots of Ron Paul stuff. Even a guy with a V-mask uh, on the back as well. That's- so. Well, that guy with the V-mask is actually me in front of the Target Center in 2008 when Ron Paul had the uh, rally for the Republic. And uh, So I wore my V costume up there. So are people just coming up and, and, you know, you're you're getting out of your car, they're asking you questions? How are you having conversations? Most of the time it's in the parking lot, you know, when I park somewhere and people will talk about it. And I even talked to three cops today about it. I, I pulled up in front of the the taxing district there where I wanted to go in and ask a question and there were three cops there and they made a comment about it and I went over and talked to them and you know told them how uh, we don't, we're just definitely not free anymore and they were pretty much agreeing with me so did it include the awesome flame paint job or was that uh, already on your car no that's part of the wrap oh okay so, nice yeah, that, because it was just a red car before I started. You know, you make a really good point with uh, you know, law enforcement and military tend to be really good targets for the message of liberty. I mean, it seems really odd because these people are, in fact, the point of the spear um, when it comes to the state. But strangely, maybe that's why they know. And, I mean, yeah. they, they understand that, um, you know, that, that the state is tyrannical. But I have found that many, many of them are, you know, very open to the message. Yeah, they see it every day even though they're on the other side. But and another guy I talked to today at the hardware store, he came out and looked at the car, and he was uh, ex-military. And he said, I didn't have to convince him about Ron Paul. He was already a Ron Paul supporter. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he loved the car, and you know, I talked to a couple other people there about it. And So it's really an eye-opener. I, I realize not everybody can do that. but Sure, I, but all that said, I mean, for the amount of money, if you're driving a lot, too, then you're getting a lot of eyeballs on that. You're probably doing better than the average, you know, you might, you might be doing better than a billboard, for instance, because you're a walking billboard to some extent. Well, People can actually ask you questions. That's one cool-looking billboard, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, Gene, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 
A billboard will cost you $2,500 a month. Right. Right. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want and dial in toll-free. The number 855-450-FREE. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. SACL CAI. They're a company that handles accounts receivable. They can do it for your company. They'll do it with integrity and respect. They know that it's important not only that you uh, collect your bills and have your books taken care of, but that you keep your customers too. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. All right, 855-453. Let's talk to Daryl, listening in Texas. Daryl, you're on Free Talk Live with the NJJ and Mark. Hey, you guys were talking about that uh, National Defense Authorization Act earlier. Yes, sir. And, and we will continue. You, you actually got one thing slightly incorrect. What's that? Uh, you said that the military could detain U.S. citizens indefinitely. That's what uh, I believe that's what the, Glenn Greenwald well, the said. The way the bill is written, Section uh, 1032 actually says that the military cannot detain U.S. citizens. But the way Section 1031 is written, it leaves it wide open for the FBI to come detain you. Yeah, that was my understanding of it too. The FBI decided that they didn't want this uh, people, the military, horning in on their, uh, you know, they uh, they they handle the local population. Yeah. Hmm. So the, the way it's written, the military can't actually detain you, but any other agency could detain you indefinitely without a trial. And, okay. And it's kind of ironic that it passed on Bill of Rights Day. Well, I guess it will all de- to depend on how the uh, men in robes interpret it, right? So, like, you've read it, apparently, and that's great. I couldn't possibly handle reading legislation. It's just mind-numbing to me. Uh, but, you know, you've read it, and that's your interpretation of it. The ACLU says that, uh, you know, according to, to them, that this is uh, something that authorizes the military to do these things. And if the military begins doing these things and somebody challenges it and says, Aha! You can't detain me! Only the FBI can do it! Well, then the men in the robes will decide five or six, seven years down the road, and, uh, you know, then and we'll... And the FBI will come pick you up. Right, then we'll all know for sure, right? Right. And, and like I said, it happened on Bill of Rights Day, which is today. 220 years ago, the first 10 amendments were officially ratified. Oh, how how coincidental. And, and I'd like to read to you the redacted version of the Bill of Rights. What's redacted mean precisely? Uh, basically where all the parts that they don't like have been blacked out. Meaning, when you say they, you I mean see. the current administration? You, you've probably seen it, where it has... Well, Black the current administration plus all previous administrations Got with it. stuff like the Patriot Act. You know, so sort of like when they release uh, classified information, they have a whole bunch of stuff blacked out, so it's a redacted version of Got it. the actual document. Okay, go right, ahead. So here's the redacted Bill of Rights as of 2011. 
Congress shall make laws prohibiting the free speech of the people. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall be infringed. No time of peace. (laughs) The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects shall be violated, Mm -hmm. searched, and seized. Uh, In suits at common law, no facts shall be examined. And the powers not <laughs> delegated are reserved. That's it. That's it's it. nice and short now. <laughs> Real brief. Why, why waste time? Daryl, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. As uh, we continue, we're sharing some of Salon.com's Glenn Greenwald and his piece on this Defense Authorization Act, which... According to Daryl, means that the FBI or whoever can come and pick you up and put you in a cell somewhere and never charge you with anything. Uh, but they say here in this piece that it's uh, it's actually the military that can do it. I would bet that any agency they send to pick you up and put you in a jail cell will be able to get away with it. That's that's my presumption here. I think that's probably uh, accurate uh, according to this. I mean, if that's certainly the spirit of what they're talking about here. So and I think even if the wrong one does it, they'd be like, ah, uh, you know what? Don't worry about it. We'll take care of the paperwork. Yeah, we'll just write up a new bill and uh, pass a law after the fact and grandfather you in. So they're pointing out here, Glenn Greenwald is pointing out that basically the, the president's only objection to this bill as it was being formed was that it didn't give him enough power. And he essentially uh, – or didn't codify enough of the power because he's already had all these powers. It's just basically you know, making it official. And so they you know, were going to veto it if they didn't put those provisions in, and so they did. And so now it's even more uh, power aggregated to the executive branch than ever before. Greenwald continues at Salon.com. He says, any doubt that this was the White House's only concern with the bill is now dispelled by virtue of the president's willingness to sign it after certain changes were made in conference between the House and Senate. Those changes were almost entirely without removing the, about removing the parts of the bill that constrained his power and had nothing to do with improving the bill from a civil liberties perspective. Once the sole concern of the White House was addressed, eliminating limits on the president's power, they were happy to sign the bill, even though because – or rather because none of the civil liberties assaults were fixed. As Mother Jones' Adam Server uh, – Sewer – Sirwer explained, the morning I wrote that by making the mandatory military detention provisions mandatory in name only, the Senate had offered the administration an opportunity to see how seriously it takes its own rhetoric on civil liberties. The administration had said that the military detention provisions of an earlier version of this act were inconsistent with the fundamental American principle that our military does not patrol our streets. The revised NDAA is still inconsistent with that fundamental American principle, but the administration has decided that fundamental American principles aren't actually worth vetoing the bill over. Mm. That's because, as Server explained in a separate post-Congress in response to the veto threat, made changes addressing the security concerns, but not the ones related to civil liberties and the rule of law. And by security concerns, the White House means don't restrict what the president can do. That the White House because that would uh, affect his security. His security. I suppose. That the White House cared only about the former, that is presidential discretion, and not at all about the latter, that is civil liberties, is proven by its willingness to sign the bill when only objections objections to the former have been addressed. And he goes to – he's linking to lots of proof of all of his, uh, his claims here. And he's, what he's doing is he's addressing some of the myths about this. The third myth, the most persistent and propagandistic set of myths about President Obama on detention issues, is that he tried to end indefinite detention by closing Guantanamo, but was blocked by Congress from doing so. This is probably what his apologists will tell yeah. people. 
Like the people that are getting pretty upset at Obama for not honoring his uh, campaign promises. This is what they're told. Oh, he tried. Now, it's true that Congress blocked the closing of Guantanamo. And again, in this bill, Congress is imposing virtually insurmountable restrictions on the transfer of detainees out of that camp, including for detainees who have long ago been cleared for release. So they're keeping people in there for no reason whatsoever. Restrictions that Obama is now going to sign into law. But, and this is not a hard point to understand, while Obama intended to close Guantanamo, he always planned, long before Congress acted, to preserve Guantanamo's core injustice, indefinite detention. Right. His his contention was just the uh, the housing of these people off American soil and having them not, uh, you know, not using the regular court systems. He says... I need to say that again. Long before and fully independent of anything Congress did, President Obama made clear that he was going to preserve the indefinite detention system at Guantanamo even once he closed the camp. Remember, they were talking about moving them. They were talking about just moving them to another indefinite detention facility here. So it's a system now, a system that can be moved to any location and and put into place in a number of ways. Including your town. Mm Mm-hmm. 1-855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Still time for you and your thoughts here. 855-450-3733. Of course, the big question is, and we should get to this, is what do you do about it? Because this is pretty terrible news, but what can you do about it? More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Tombstone Pizza. With multiple varieties to choose from, there's a Tombstone Pizza that's sure to please your family. What do you want on your tombstone? Family dinner is important, but who says it has to be at the table? When life gets busy and the pressure is on, pull out the good paper plates and settle in for pizza and a movie. It's fun, easy, and memorable for the whole family. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Free Talk Live, you can dial in toll-free. Bring up anything that you want. It's 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we give to you there, including archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, go ahead. Download as many as you like. They go all the way back to late 2006. Uh, head on over to freetalklive.com. Dot com. If you don't have enough time to read these uh, these days, I mean, life's gotten fast paced, you know, audiobooks They're a great way to get in that reading that you want to do without carving out time in the day to sit down with a book. And you can get a free audio book from audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Audible is a leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment. They've got all the Categories that you'd want from a bookstore, business, classics, fiction, erotica, history, science fiction, um, science, uh, fantasy, everything else. It's uh, fast, easy, and affordable to do the download. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL and get your free download. It's a Christmas gift from Audible and Free Talk Live. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. All right. So more here from uh, Glenn Greenwald over at salon.com. Then, JJ, you've got some additional uh, thoughts you want to add into this discussion about right. this national 
Federal Defense Authorization Act, which is basically legalizing or codifying the policies that have been in effect for uh, you know a number of years since the Bush administration, uh, basically allowing the government to just sweep sweep you right off the streets. Just take you away from your life and your That's freedom right. and put you in a cell somewhere. You know, they're, they're looking out for you. And whether you like it or not, you are a danger to those around you. For some reason, you might have upset some senator or some person with some connections or ties. Or or perhaps you just uh, cut off the wrong person. Well, it's time for you to get put into detention. Well, thankfully, we're still here. Uh, they haven't come for us yet. But the thing is, they could come for anybody they want. For any reason they want, all they have to do is say terrorism, 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 and then they can just lock you into uh, into a cell, and they don't ever have to give you a trial. Indefinite one, detention. You're one of those radio terrorists I mm-hmm. hear about. Yep, and I actually gave some money to uh, the Muslims. Uh, actually, I I had what? Uh, wow. Yeah, I, Which I Muslims are you referring to? Well, I I had read a book, uh, a little pamphlet kind of book, like thirty page book when I was in jail and. I got out and I wanted to get a copy of it, so I went over to uh, their their website and I ordered a copy of it. So I've given money to the Muslims. I see you bought something, yeah. from a Muslim person. From Me too. I went Muslim. to Muslim.org. Uh, I, I, uh, no, really? I, yeah. I That's went to Turkey hard, and I bought a shirt at uh, a local bazaar, so I supported the the terrorists too, right? Well, they're they're not all Muslims over in Turkey. No, they're not all Muslims. It could have been a Christian. I think the chances are slim. Odds are slim. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, so uh, Glenn Greenwald continues at Salon.com about this Defense Authorization Act, and he's pointing out, and he's making it very clear. And, of course, a lot of uh, liberal types li- read Glenn Greenwald, and so he's making it clear for a reason. He wants people to know who this man really is. This Obama is not anyone's savior. And for all the excuses people have been making, they're just covering for him. It's just apologies. You know, it's just apologies. For Barack Obama. In fact, he addresses that here. He says, long before and fully independent of anything Congress ever did regarding Guantanamo, for instance, regarding closing it, allegedly, President Obama made clear that he was going to preserve the indefinite detention system at Guantanamo even once he closed the camp. And that's what makes the apologias over Obama and Gitmo so misleading. The controversy over Guantanamo was not about its locale, that it was based in the Caribbean Sea so that simply closing it and then relocating it to a different venue would address the problem. The controversy over Guantanamo was that a It was a prison camp where people were being put in cages indefinitely for decades or life without being charged with any crime. And that policy is one that President Obama wholeheartedly embraced from the start. Totally prior to and independent of anything Congress This is a constitutional scholar known as Barack Obama. President Obama fully embraced indefinite detention as his own policy. He is a proponent, not an opponent, of indefinite detention. Just review the facts, the indisputable facts, if you have any doubt about that or if you know anyone who does. So then to back up his statement, he cites news articles from the New York Times from 2009 and 2010 with with highlighted portions – uh, president's detention plan tests American legal tradition from 2009. Quote, terrorism suspects could be held in prolonged detention inside the United States without trial. Another one from 2010. The Obama administration has decided to continue to imprison without trials nearly 50 detainees at Guantanamo Bay. Another one from 2009. Uh, The Obama administration has told a federal judge that the military detainees in Afghanistan have no legal right to challenge their imprisonment there, embracing a key argument of former President Bush's legal team. 
the ACLU in a piece from 2009 uh, quotes that uh, the creation of a Gitmo North in Illinois is hardly a meaningful step forward. Shutting down Guantanamo will be nothing more than a symbolic gesture if we continue its lawless policies onshore. Alarmingly, all indications are that the administration plans to continue its predecessor's policy of indefinite detention without charge or trial. And people voted for the Democrat because they were sick of the Republican and they Look get the they same get. thing. And that's it's just over and over and over again. You get just the same thing over and over again. The government grows. Nothing stops. Nothing changes. It's not going to change if you vote for the Republican this time and that Republican's Romney or Gingrich, it's not going to change. The only hope of it has has of changing, and I'm not even sure that it will, is if you vote for Ron Paul for in, in the primary election. I'm not even positive that uh, Ron Paul would be able to change any would be able to change anything, but I believe that he has the fortitude to attempt to. So he asks, can any rational person review these events? And try to claim that Obama is some sort of opponent of indefinite power or d- indefinite detention. He's one of American history's most aggressive defenders of that power. As Human Rights Watch put it, President Obama will go down in history as the president who enshrined indefinite detention without trial in U.S. law. There is no partisan loyalty, says Glenn Greenwald, or leader reverent propaganda strong enough to obscure that fact. And that's why Obama is in some real in a real tough political position uh, at this point. And Ron Paul, if he can make it through that primary is in an ideal position at this point to win Certainly. the election. I agree. If Ron Paul can be the Republican nominee, I believe that he will be the, uh, the president of the United States come 2012. But getting through that nomination process, I mean, it looks really – it looks pretty good. Surprisingly, he's probably going to do quite well in Iowa. I don't want to say he's going to win, but some people are saying that. I mean, that seems – Wow, that's, that's who are hopes. they interviewing in these? Uh, th- th- they're probably talking to likely Republican voters, are they not? When they're doing these pre-election polls, um, it depends. I mean, I th- there are certainly some people that have switched from independent and Democrat to Republican this year in order to vote for Ron Paul. And so, how many of those people that vote are getting for Ron up? Paul are going to show up at these things? I mean, what you do is, you, if you're a Ron Paul supporter that believes in God, pray for snow on january the third the third in iowa <laughs> wow. and then you mean because the, the in, on january the 10th in new hampshire you mean the fair weather supporters of uh, romney and by and snow people? i mean 50 inches Drop wow. it on there like a bucket, and wow. at that point, you'll see that the others just won't come. But the Ron Paul supporters will go there if they have to. If they have to walk, trudge through the snow barefoot, they'll be there. That's that's what those uh, the, the the supporters of Ron Paul. Are well, like. my question, the, the reason I, I'm asking about the polling is. If they're just polling likely Republican primary voters, then they're looking at a, a list of the voter rolls. That list uh, was probably published a few months ago or whatever. It hasn't, probably hasn't been updated recently. So the polling companies probably have numbers of you know, these people that aren't the independents, that aren't the former Democrats, that aren't the people that are switching. Now, I don't know what the rules are in Iowa, but in New Hampshire, you can show up the day of the election and register to vote right there on the spot. It's not like register that. Register or switch from undecided or what um, You can register undeclared. to vote on the spot in right, New Hampshire. Right, but if you're a Democrat, you cannot switch on Correct, the day. Correct, you're screwed if you're a Democrat. But uh, my point being, if there's anything similar to that in Iowa, then... Who knows how many people could show up on the day of the election and vote for Ron Paul. So if Ron Paul's in a close contention in likely Republican voters, 
well, what happens when you factor in the people that aren't likely Republican voters who are going to come vote for Ron Paul? Again, I don't want to get anybody's hopes up because I don't want to get my own hopes up. I think it could happen, though. Ron Paul has the most realistic chance of becoming you know, a presidential nominee as any liberty-minded candidate has ever had in the history of uh, recent elections in the last several decades. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live at 855-450-FREE. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Inviting you online over at freetalklive.com. We have a bulletin board system there, and you may use it to get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners at bbs.freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go and to uh, to the promote page and you can get a free bumper sticker, download some graphics, uh, get flyers you can print out and more to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Promote.freetalklive.com. The holidays are just around the corner. This season, consider the greatest gift you can give your family and friends. Peace of mind. Destabilizing events are happening around the world. Unemployment, inflation, food shortages, natural disasters, just to name a few. You can get prepared and protect your family today by uh, going to wisefoodstorage.com. It's what I've chosen to do. Wisefoodstorage.com offers delicious, ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are packaged for freshness in individual metal mylar pouches and carry a 25-year shelf life. 25 years these things will last you. You can prepare them in just minutes by simply adding water. Visit wisefoodstorage.com or call 855-FOODWISE today. Use coupon code FTL to request a free entree sample. It's a free sample. They, you know, it's, it's a little gift from wisefoodstorage.com to you this holiday season. Uh, for a limited time during the holidays, enter promo code FTL to also get no-cost shipping and 10% off any order. It's wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. Let's go to you and your thoughts. Dave in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Dave, Dave in Montana. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey. Greetings, one and all. Hey, Dave. Haven't heard from you in a while. What's on your mind it's tonight? Good to hear from you, Dave. Hey, I feel if I vote that I'd be committing an act of treason, man. Why? Against that's, whom? That, that's what I feel. But uh, I call up because I heard that Texas wants to put a guy away for life in prison for... A half ounce of cannabis with a couple of grams of hash oh, because no. he's a medical marijuana card holder and he, he had some on him. What is Texas crazy? Yes, their government got to be nuts, man. They're, they they got to be the perfect example of the pure American Nazi. Man. I feel like we heard cannabis, about this story. The guy came from prison, like, didn't he come man, from Arizona it or something? Boils my blood, man. Just to think in in 2011, this guy Perry. Is running for for the president, and meanwhile trying to put some guy in jail for in for 
in prison for life for, for cannabis. Man, it just boggles my mind. This dude, Perry, should say he's going to pardon this guy, and it will be well, the that would best require thing him to have compassion. To get elected president, because right. half of the damn country knows what's going on with this corrupt drug war. It, it's disgusting. Well, you know, that would require uh, some level of compassion on that man's part. And they look at they look at drug users as evil. They look at drug users as a tool to basically a political tool that they can, uh, you know, ramp their campaign up on and uh, platform about how, you know, they're going to put the drug users to death. I think it was Newt Gingrich who was talking about putting drug dealers to death. And Newt Gingrich, the hypocrite, man. He's going after Bill Clinton while he's banging some other lady while while his wife is dying and he wants me to vote for him. I want to spit in the guy's eye. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty passionate. What do you got against Ron Paul? I mean, what's what's wrong with voting for Ron Paul? Well, I vote for Ron Paul, but I love the guy, man. I don't want him getting shot. If he gets elected, Mm -hmm. they'll shoot the guy. Just like they shot Kennedy, just like they shot Reagan to shut him up. It's not an unreasonable concern, but that's your your concern, and he likely— I wouldn't want him to be elected because they'll kill him. I hear, I hear you what you're saying, Dave, but that's, uh, you know, that's something for him to make the choice on, and he's, he's made the that choice. Risk. And well, remember, he's 76 years old. Maybe I he says to himself it's worth t- making the stand, and it's something that he should be able to make the stand for. Frankly, your vote in Montana doesn't matter much in the uh, primary election. Um, in the general, you could make your mind up at that point. But, um, and I don't think it matters in the general either because the Republicans going to win by a landslide if it's Ron Paul in the general. So, um, you know, I mean, your stand is what it is in Montana. I, th- I think you make a good point, Mark. I mean, my, Ron Paul has made his choice. He's ready to take the risk of whatever it entails to become, you know, president, and that means that there is a risk of, of possibly being attacked or shot or something like that. I think like that's that. definitely been brought up to his attention, you know what, and he's aware you know of it. What? Deep down inside, I think Ron Paul is a litmus test to see how many true believers are left, because there's no way in heck that the media is going to support this guy there's no way in heck that the Republicans or the Democrats even believe half of the stuff that he says. It's only to see how many true believers that still believe in America, that still believe in freedom, because I believe communism and capitalism join forces, and freedom is the enemy now. And if you go buy gas, you're supporting these bastards. If that's that's the dang truth, Smedley well, Butler told us long ago who who's the tyrants hiding behind the the holy veil of capitalism, and if you approach that veil, you get bombed, and you're going to take our central bank, and if you don't take the central bank, you're going to get bombed, bombed. and they're going to put the straitjacket of the Patriot Act on you, and this. 1867 act on you and drag you wherever you want. You just shut up, chew, and swallow. That's what they're telling us. Dave, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. I appreciate the, the passion. I don't know if I'm going to indict everybody who buys gasoline as, uh, as being a supporter of, of tyranny because I think people have to go to work. And they you know, right now, we only have gas-powered cars for the most part. Just and, because gasoline has been yeah, – you know, I mean, just because the uh, you know, big oil companies have used the United States military as a security force and the taxpayers have had to pay for it doesn't mean that you choosing to buy gasoline means that you're supporting that. I mean, I can see the point he's making. 
and I'm all for pedal power and every other kind of power out there. But you've got to make the decisions you got to make. Speaking of uh, this idea about the gasoline and um, politicians being an issue, I had posted a link to Lionel, who is one of my favorite talk show hosts. Uh, he's not really hosting a talk show anymore these days. He does TV uh, bits. And he actually has his own podcast, but he's doing it by subscription, so you really can't get it. Uh, but he does a TV thing that you can watch on his YouTube channel, and he did one about voting Ron Paul in 2012, uh, where he basically endorses uh, Ron Paul. So I posted that to Facebook today, and somebody who's uh, from the Keene area responded, and this was his response. So I've been looking at presidential candidates lately, being a Tea Party person. This is the guy who organized the Tea Party in the Keene area, so you know. Uh, I looked hard and long at Ron Paul. I liked a lot of what I saw, but there's one thing that really disturbed me. His promise to bring all the troops home. Do you know what would happen if he did that? Please think about it. $10 a gallon heating fuel? $15 a gallon gasoline? Say goodbye to Israel. How soon will it be before Iran is knocking at our door? 6, 12, 18 months? Here's the scary part. No one can stop him from doing it. He is the commander-in-chief. Congress can't stop him. The Supreme Court can't stop him. No one can stop him. Think about it. No one can stop the peace he might spread. Okay, let's talk about the let's talk about the issues one by one. Peace. We're talking about fifteen dollar gasoline here. Okay, I'd, I'd pay fifteen dollars a gallon of gas if I if I knew that that there was no killing in the name of whatever country I live in. Or right. So if I want cheaper prices for goods and services of any sort, and I'm willing to use the United States military and tax paying dollars um, to get them, I don't belong in the Tea Party. That's not a small government stand. That's the stand of a fascist. Now, I'm not yep. calling this man a fascist, but that's what that is. I'm willing to use the military to secure goods that I wish to have at lower prices at, at the cost of American taxpayers. Sorry, that's not a small government stand. Okay, now, I don't, I, you know, say what you want. I think that higher gas prices have an advantage. That advantage is, A, they would be more moral. And I would be able to feel good about the gas that I bought as opposed to feeling badly that uh, that the United States military has been used for security services rather than uh, actually providing uh, defense for the country, but security services for uh, oil companies. Secondly, it would give the opportunity for alternative fuel, whether it's – I don't know if it's natural gas or nuclear or, or fuel cells. I have no idea. It finally would be a free market price and, and open right. competition. How can you compete – how can the solar car compete? against the gasoline-powered car when the gasoline-powered car is subsidized, that's right. when it has welfare. These, um, th- th- I mean, this is, that's all it is. It's corporate welfare for the oil companies. So my response actually addressed some of that. I said, it seems like you're suggesting that our gas oil prices are subsidized by the federal government's wars. You are correct. I won't say what their price should actually be, as I don't know, considering that we've never had a free market in energy sources. I mean, he's just wildly speculating, suggesting it's 10 or 15 bucks. Yeah, there's, some, no there's something to back it up. I mean, it, there's Europe. I would rather have $1 trillion cut from the federal government and put back in Americans' pockets, which, of course, what Ron Paul's plan is. Yes. That would help cover the costs of any increased prices at the pump. Sure would. You can spend your money better than the feds, don't you think? I don't support corporate welfare or any other welfare, for that matter. Do you? He hasn't written back. Hour number three is coming up. You can take control. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. On DVD for a limited time. Chase lives here. You move back here with my son. You're a predator, 
Jack? Yearly is a bold independent film about the struggles of a middle class father as he fights to win back his family after being fired for sexual harassment. Reviewers call Yearly superb, amazing, and one of the most honest looks at today's modern man in marriage to hit the silver screen. I'm guilty of cheating on my wife. Winner of Best Feature at the Malibu International Film Festival and other festival awards including Best Actor and the Platinum Reel Award. Yearly set against the backdrop of the difficult job market and follows a flawed man who makes one bad decision after another as he faces the intrusive scrutiny of the courts. Why didn't you tell me you had a kid and a wife? Go to yearlymovie.com. That's Y-E-A-R-D-L-E-Y movie.com to own the DVD now before they're gone. You have no idea what it's like. You cheated on me. Click the Amazon link on yearlymovie.com and a portion of the sale goes to support Free Talk Live. That's yearlymovie.com. Are you firing me, Riley? Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. All you have to do, dial in toll-free. The number, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those. And you can actually control the content of the site as well. You can go in there and submit whatever it is you want, and then others can vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestion. Maybe you want to suggest a YouTube video or a blog post or a news item, and then uh, there's voting, and the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. So do head over there and get interactive. Here tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And we've been talking about this National Defense Authorization Act and what it means and whether or not it's actually always been this way, at least for the last several years, and it has. It's just now they're codifying it. They're making it uh, official. The uh, the Congress is essentially backing up what the president, the executive branch, has been able to do or the, the power that they seized uh, previously during the, the Bush administration. And uh, Glenn Greenwald over at Salon.com had a great piece. We'll link to that over on the Free Talk Live BBS. For those of you just tuning in, you missed that. Uh, but, the, of course, you can always go and grab the archive of Free Talk Live or just go and click to the show prep later and you'll be able to see that where he just – makes it real clear for anybody that was in doubt that uh, Barack Obama is a proponent of indefinite detention. At no point has he ever been for releasing people from Guantanamo or abolishing the idea of indefinite detention or anything like that. And so this just takes that to its next extension, and and here we are. So I guess the question is, and, and JJ, uh, you had something you wanted to add to this discussion, but if you want to answer a question, the number here is 855-453 is, what do you do about this? But before we get to answering that, uh, go ahead with what you wanted to add yeah, to this. Yeah, I've got a little piece here. I, Glenn did a great job of, of recapping the whole situation. I, I, this, the Nation.com has this, uh, this article. I just want to read a paragraph from it. And in reference- It's interesting that these are all liberal sites. You know, sure. the nation, that's a liberal mag- an old liberal magazine. Uh, wait, the liberals can't find a liberal in order to get this done. Wait, wait what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, they can't, they can't, uh, the liberals can't elect a liberal in order to, uh, you know, address these issues. Like getting people out of Guantanamo, that kind of that thing? That kind of thing. Right. I mean, they elected Obama to address these issues, and clearly he's not taking care of exactly. it. Exactly. So uh, in, in reference, this, this article here is uh, written uh, by... Patricia J. Williams. Anyway, in reference to the sections 1031 to 1033, it says this. According to the law of war invoked in these sections of the NDAA, a person in military custody can be held indefinitely without charge and without access to civilian courts. 
perhaps most significant, with the suspension of constitutional provisions for due process, there would be no Fifth Amendment to remain silent. During mm-hmm. the congressional debate over the NDAA, proponents like S- Senators Saxby Chambliss and, Sen- and Lindsey Graham argued that when we capture someone who is deemed an enemy, we must start with the presumption that the goal is to gather intelligence and prosecution is a secondary concern. In numbingly infantile terms, they declared that, quote, the meanest, nastiest killers in the world, end quote, should be questioned for, quote, as long as it takes, end quote, without them, quote, lowering up, unquote, this need to make them talk was societally repeated endlessly as the main justification for military detention, with references to surprise technologies to get prisoners to speak, as though Abu Ghraib had never happened. There was exuberant embrace of methods Senator Graham promised would not be publicized by the Army Field Manual. So yeah. whatever these, uh, you know, the, this demagoguery that they use to justify this, the fact is now, today, the FBI can decide that, quote-unquote, you're a terrorist. Now, it doesn't really matter what they want you for. They, at this point, they can just say, you fall under the terrorist Or that umbrella, you're connected to a terrorist organization. Or you that gave you're money connected, to a group connected to a terrorist Substantially assisted, yeah. um, you know, or whatever it is that they decide, and they can detain you and question you for as long as they like. And torture you. Here in right. the United States of America. So that's Prosecution is secondary. The reality of the situation. Just because you've been accused of whatever it is that uh, you think right. you'd be accused of, why do you think that you're now exempt from this? You, listening to my voice, why do you believe that the FBI won't come after you? Yeah, and what, that's what I want to know. Call in and tell me. Yeah, and those of you who are doubting all of this, just just think: does this does this sound at all like what happened in Nazi Germany when they were having roundups and putting people into secret prisons and secret camps? Did this well, sound- it is different because uh, I think that more people today can become aware of what's happening. Certainly. But I think that's the same power, is to, to declare oh, someone yeah. an enemy and then to be able to detain them legally without any due process. I think that's that's a hallmark of fascist dictatorships. Right. What he's saying, what you read there, what I heard, and you tell me if I'm incorrect, correct me if I'm wrong, was he's basically saying, yeah, we'll just go ahead, whatever we want to do, we'll, uh, we'll take you off the streets, torture you, get information out of you, and, you know, if we don't really have anything to prosecute you on, that's no big deal, because this is all about getting information. Because now, and so, if the FBI agent feels like he's got a gut feeling that mm-hmm. you're the guy, like maybe you've been, you've just been a little too nasty with him, like, hey, I got my rights, leave me alone, or whatever. You've, no, you don't. You've kid yeah like now he can do whatever he wants with you right so maybe they'll torture you and maybe you know eventually they'll decide they don't want you anymore in which case they can just turn you loose right i mean if they don't have to give you a trial maybe they'll just bring you in torture you keep you in a to your terrible cell for a while and decide eventually they just don't want to pay for you anymore but and why would they do that i mean kick you, that, kick with the, they can charge the american people to house you and feed you True. and uh, have Good bureaucrats point. i mean you know the prison industrial complex in the united states shows no sign of stopping why in the world yeah, would they stop they just build a new prison for at you at some point yeah. or another they they will incarcerate Incarcerated all the uh, the the valuable workers or something like that, and that's why they would have to let people go. But you know, the governments have there's really shown no constraint historically when it comes to spending. And there's always room for dissidents. I'm sure there's always room for dissidents inside of prisons, inside of cages, and that's the whole idea is right. to, to keep these people who would speak out against it and rally others in support of you know opposing this sort of action. 
that's those are the I'm sure the kind of people that are probably going to be viewed as the terrorists. You've already got news stories. Uh, I didn't read one on the air, but I saw the headline recently about how uh, the one of the Occupy groups in this country was found out that the police had put an undercover agent or a federal agent of some sort had infiltrated the Occupy group to uh, allegedly listen for people with violent plots. So, I mean, these people are out there and these, uh, you know, now they've got more tools in their repertoire that are now completely legal for them to use to coerce information from people and use for whatever purposes they might. So what do we do about it? Because somebody online earlier today was saying, it looks like the only answer is violence. Tell me if I'm wrong. Is he wrong? I don't see how violence is going to be successful. I mean, I watched the show on the military channel called Future Weapons. And how in the world are you going to stand up to the to the government? I mean, you mean like with a death ray or something like that? Just they've got everything, everything. Well, yeah. The, the, yeah, of course you could defend yourself against that first couple people that come to take custody of you, but then when they bring six more the next time and twelve more the time after, I mean, there's there's a point at which you you just can't even defend yourself. So using violence is just going to cause them to try harder it's just going to highlight you as an issue a problem it, it also exacerbates the problem that you are fighting against the fi- the problem right. you're fighting against is tyranny well what do you think is going to result from your violence against government officials you become the excuse for the next step right. at that point you create- you'll be dead so it won't matter to you right. but i'm telling you you are not uh you're not, not the rob roy of the liberty movement you are not going to lift up your ak-47 above your head and yell mm-hmm. Freedom and run yeah. down the hill, and everybody's going to follow you like they did in Braveheart. Blue. Yeah, uh, but you know that obviously not Rob Roy, but um, you know William Wallace in that case. But you know you're not you're not this iconic liberty guy. I'm not. Nobody is. And people aren't just because you do something violent doesn't mean it's going to domino into other people doing violent stuff. And even if it did, even if a half a dozen or a dozen or two dozen did it, they've got plenty. I was just sitting last night. I was uh, at an accident scene, and I had standing with other firefighters and uh, and some cops, and they were all talking about how what kind of great homeland security stuff individual uh, police departments were getting around New Hampshire and mm, and yeah, they're getting a big tank or something like that in Keene. Right. I mean, they're getting all kinds of stuff. Thousand dollar APC a SWAT tank. Uh, yeah. Tank. I mean, really, really, you think you can handle that? Because I don't think you can. And they got drones that uh, killed Anwar Awaki from the sky. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. And now they're using drones in American cities yes. as well. And in the heartland, apparently, wasn't there a drone issue in like North Dakota recently? One eight five five four fifty free. So not only is it just on a technological scale like you're going to be crushed, but also you doing violence to the state is the next excuse they need to to increase the the tightness of their grip. Oh, look, see, look at these crazy domestic terrorists. We we're t- it's a good thing we've got this uh, national yep. defense People authorization act. 855-Digedpress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra Volume 2 continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis head in interplanetary space. Venus Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number, 
855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy the features there for free. We have a bulletin board system that allows you to interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. And like everything else on the site, it's free. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. We'll get you there. bbs.freetalklive.com. And it is that time of year again. That's right. The time for you to order some George's Famous Baklava. What? You didn't try it last year? Well... He sells it all year long, but you know George likes to get together with us on the holiday season because it's a perfect, a perfect excuse to get yourself a whole bunch all at once. Because if you have one piece, you're going to want to have more. Yes. Uh-huh. In fact, uh, whenever I, you know, it used to be that George didn't live in New Hampshire, so now he lives actually in the uh, the Keene area, and I can access his baklava at any time. So I'm I'm a little spoiled. But it used to be whenever he'd come up to to visit, like for Por- Porcupine Freedom Festival, I'd grab like six pounds of his baklava and just put it in my freezer. In fact, I still have several pounds uh, in the freezer. I actually didn't like baklava until I tried his. Me neither. My mom's baklava was horrible. Oh my god, I had some oh, bad stuff in Wisconsin that. Yeah. I don't want to talk about. Yeah. But. This is like, uh, I mean, he describes it as melt-in-your-mouth uh, phyllo, and it really is just absolutely scrumptious. So I would recommend that uh, if you want to get something to share with your family, maybe during the holidays, maybe bring to a Christmas party, you need to order it by Monday the 19th. Now, George's Famous Baklava is shipped in a special container, priority mail, so it gets to you fast, fresh, and delicious. You can go to his website, mandrick.com, M-A-N-D-R-I-K, mandrick.com. Now, George, he's a bit of a you know choosy guy. All of his ingredients are premium and yeah. natural to ensure only the best taste. He is, uh, you know, he gets his. He looks all over the internet for the the best you know stuff that he wants to get. He orders it in, and so yeah, very much so. So head on over to mandrick.com, place your orders, different levels of amounts that you can order, and uh, you're not going to regret it. So that's mandrick, M-A-N-D-R-I-K, dot com. So we're talking about this Defense Authorization Act, which is basically legalizing or completely codifying the ability that the administration has seized for itself over the last uh, few years, uh, you know, back on into the Bush administration, to just take anybody they want off the streets kidnap them, uh, put them in a cell, and eh, keep them there as long as they want to. Like with the Guantanamo thing, right. but now for Americans. Right, I mean, because Americans should be able to share in this joy that is indefinite detention. I mean, we shouldn't just save it for all the other countries. Look, if we're the best country on Earth, we deserve the best indefinite detention. I mean, No come one on. is too good for indefinite detention. No. And so that's what's happening here. So the answer, the question, though, is what to do about it. And we already addressed the issue of violence, which some people are proposing, and I would say it's a terrible idea. I understand why they're frustrated. I, get I really, it too. I really get it. But and that's what they want. Don't you get it? They want you to act like them. They want you to be violent, so they can have an excuse to crush you. They're already, you know, squeezing the they're life out of you. They're not scared of you. But they want you to act out oh, yeah. so you can be targeted and then eliminated without anyone questioning it. They're not wearing all that gear for no reason. They want to use it, okay? If you yeah. if you think that you and all your guns that you've been saving up for the last 15 years are going to help you against them and all their gear, you're just foolish. No, it's just going to make it worse. So, violence aside... What is the answer? Because obviously people run to violence as their answer because that's a, you know, it's kind of a natural human response, fight or flight. So what aside from violence can be done? Can we elect a new president and that going to solve everything? Well, I, I, it can, is it going to solve anything like a panacea? Well, no, no, it's, certainly there is no one size fits all solution. Uh, electing, you know, a new president certainly would help if that president were not the standard one side of the coin or the other side. Obviously, that would only leave 
Ron Paul as the, as the solution. Other than that, I think uh, having a community, a support network of people around you that that can uh, you can go to with your 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 issues, your stresses, your your problems. If you're one of those individuals that you think might be targeted, well, I mean, honestly. I think it's very few and far between. I think it's only like the, the upper echelon of so and so. I guess the the dissidents or the the people who are affecting the the federal or national level sort of uh, occupy movement people, perhaps or the Tea Party. Some people are more likely to be targeted than others. That's that's for sure. Right. I think one thing you can do is not freak out, not lose your calm, not lose your cool. Keep a calm mind, and uh, I think you'll be better at making decisions. I think that one of the things that people need to look at seriously is the Free State Project. I know it seems like the uh, you know the, the stock answer around here, and it is for good reason. <laughs> I mean, we all moved here, the three of us on the show tonight, moved here, uh, JJ, you from Wisconsin, Mark and myself from Florida, uh, you back in 2007, yep. and we back in uh, 2006. We just had a new mover show up in Keene tonight. And uh, there's new people coming here all the time. Someone just posted on the Free Keen Forum, a young lady from Texas, just posted that she's wanting to make the move up here to New Hampshire. The Shire Society just launched uh, kind of uh, a new moving uh, I guess impetus over at ShireSociety.com. So you've got the Free State Project bringing people here. The Shire Society is going to bring people here. The idea is bring people who love liberty together so they can stand together, not violently, but peacefully peacefully refuse to cooperate, refuse to pay into the system, refuse to obey their stupid rules and their, their controls over your life. Refuse. Just yep. say no to the federal government. And eventually, maybe we'll be able to secede. Now, I think that's way down, you know, unfortunately, I think it's way down the line, but I think that it's even more important than ever to start talking about that as an idea. But if you want secession to become a viable idea, you should still get together with other people who believe in secession. You know, it's it's good to start talking about secession at, say, Christmas dinner or at your holiday party or, you know, around the water cooler. Start talking about secession wherever you are. But is it going to catch on like wildfire anywhere? I don't know. I sure hope it does. That would be nice. But I doubt it will until a core group of people who support an idea like that can get together in the same place and to be sure that that group has to be peaceful secessionists, not the kinds of secessionists that tried back in the 1800s who allegedly were violent, although that could be called into question. But uh, peaceful secession would be right. the way I to go. If, you're, if, if, it, if a peaceful person is captured or taken you know, in, in some situation where the FBI comes and detains them – it's going to look a lot worse for the the state in that instance. When the state, when someone, you know, anybody viewing the footage or whatever evidence there is, can view, oh, this person was very peaceful and what they did, they didn't have, you know, a million guns and ammo right. all stocked up, ready to just unleash hell upon whoever yeah. shows up at the door. All they had was a statement saying, "I don't consent to this." Right. That's you know, you're going to look sympathetic, and the villains are going to be the state, and you know. As it should a, a be. large portion of the populace. I don't want to say all of them. There are zealots out there who will believe anything the state does is real and legit and, and cool. You can't change that. What you can do is you can set yourself up for success in the eyes of the great divide or the independent, if you will. There's the two sides. There's the people on the right and the left who are very much into their ideals. But then there's the big part in the middle of people who don't vote, who don't take part in these political things, who don't show up on the polls and aren't in no Fox News this or that or the Gallup poll for that. Well, that's not the only middle. There's people that vote one way and the other, depending independence essentially in elections. Right. But essentially what I'm saying is that a large part of the populace is going to see what you're doing as sympathetic as long as you're nonviolent, as long as you're peaceful. 
And maybe they'll see you as an example of someone they would want to emulate rather than some crazed fool out in the middle of nowhere trying to make a stand against the uh, the feds with some violent art, you know, some arsenal at his disposal. 855-450-FREE. Any way you slice it, though, it's not going to be easy to get where we want to go. And a lot of people are afraid. They'll say, oh, my God, what are you talking about? Get liberty lovers together in the same place. They'll just roll in tanks and crush us or they'll just drop a nuke and uh, and destroy New Hampshire. And I think that's another objection worth looking at. 855. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. To be free today, you need a boat, not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. With a life yacht, you could live free of nearly any government intrusion and have a seashore home anywhere in the world. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com This is Free Talk Live. You may bring up what you want. Take control of these airwaves at 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Still doing the show until we are disappeared suspiciously (laughs) in the middle of the night, or perhaps in broad daylight uh, by the federal government, because now they can uh, legally, completely, uh, within their own systems framework, confiscate any human being they want and hold you as long as possible, as long as they feel like, without any sort of semblance of a trial. That's what we've been discussing throughout the evening tonight. Your thoughts are certainly welcome. Your solutions are uh, certainly welcome as well to what to do about this. They certainly are. Uh, 855-450-FREE is the number here. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Uh, Don't forget, you can visit us on our website. We've got a mobile site for those of you with a smartphone. You can go to m.freetalklive.com, m as in mobile.freetalklive.com for quick access to our live streams and uh, as well as the podcast, m.freetalklive.com. So we talked about the Free State Project as, uh, as a solution. And... The Free State Project actually has coming up here in February, the 23rd through the 26th, so about two months away, just over two months, at uh, the Nashua Crown Plaza Hotel. Beautiful hotel. It's going to be the Liberty Forum. It's one of the largest liberty gatherings in the world, and the federal government has not yet set the hotel on fire in the middle of the night. So we're okay. Wow. Uh, you can, you can, <laughs> that is hilarious. You can come up here, and you'll probably be, be safe. Well, people are so scared well, hey, of coming think, together. Yeah, well, think about it this way. If you want to get arrested by the federal government and, deta- and detained indefinitely, wouldn't you rather do it amongst several hundred liberty-loving people? I mean, wouldn't you want that support network with you on that bus ride to that FEMA camp? I mean, it, it would be it, a better bus it, ride. Really? For think sure. about it. Would you rather be alone in the cold by yourself or with liberty people? Yeah. Well, that's how I feel about it. Look, even if they're going to nuke New Hampshire, which is what the ultimate fear is, right? Like, if all the liberty lovers get together, they'll just take us all out. Well, even if that's the case. Yeah, I just don't think that. I, I, do, I find that to be a it's uh, paranoid. Hi, hyper, hyperbolic uh, I, sort of scenario. I agree with that, Mark. But, but nonetheless, it's, it's, it's something that people will, will bring up. You know, when you talk about bringing liberty lovers together for the Free State Project, they get scared. They think they're rolling the tanks or they're going to just firebomb everyone or whatever or you're going to get nuked. And 
I, I get it. Like, the federal government is that scary to people. That's what they think of when sure. they think of the federal if government. If the federal government would do such a thing, don't you think you have, uh, you know, it isn't n- now the time to pick up and move? Exactly. If that's what you believe. What, I mean, I don't believe that. What good is it going to do to stay quiet? What good is it going to, if, if this is how scary they are, and they are scary, and they are violent. Look what they're doing to Bradley Manning and other, uh, you know, innocent people. People blowing whistles. Right. So, yeah, they are scary. But you staying by yourself, wherever it is you are, and complaining about it to your friends isn't going to change things. That's just you trying to keep your head down and hoping, crossing your fingers, and hoping they don't pick your family to go after next right, for right. something. It's just the whole idea of when, when they came for the gypsies, I said nothing because I wasn't a gypsy sort of deal right. or whatever. That process does yeah. not work out very well. No, it end. doesn't. And, and if you think that you can hunker down somewhere and uh, lead your life of solitude uh, as a dissident, you know, certainly you could do that. But what kind of life is that? What kind of life is it being alone out in the countryside, uh, not having much human contact or human affection or, or just socializing? And, and the, the, the life you can have here in New Hampshire among all these liberty individuals mm. is a much fuller and richer life in which you can have close friends with a number of individuals and you can have Who a social liberty. life. You can have an outlet for if you're you're feeling down or emotional, you need someone to talk to. There isn't just you know the internet or the mirror. You know you have people you can turn to. Right, and uh, and of course over at actually over at ShireSociety.com is now a, a map page where people are starting to map their locations here in New Hampshire to give people an idea of where concentrations of activists are. That's where the best communities are. Obviously, if you want to live in the woods, there's plenty of woods in New Hampshire. Yeah, you can do that here <laughs> Got too. That for you too. Uh, but there are also really great communities that uh, that you're talking about. If tomorrow the nuke is dropped on New Hampshire. I've had a great time up until that point. Heck yeah. And then, you know, I won't feel anything That's after right. after that. So I'd rather be having a good time and advancing liberty step by step, which is what we're doing here, whether it's in the political realm where people are getting elected and they're working to change things and nullify the federal government. Maybe down the line we'll see secession. That's certainly not on the table at the moment. But we're seeing progress in the political realm. We're seeing civil disobedience, non-cooperation. People are taking things like parking tickets to court, loading up the bureaucrats' uh, time, you know, schedules. I mean, there are so many things happening here. So many things for you to be involved in that uh it's just not happening where you are so that to me is the solution let's go to wade listening in alabama in huntsville to wbhp wade you're on free talk live hi good night how are you doing hey well, good evening sir go uh, ahead with your thoughts i've got a question uh this has to do with our representatives in the house you know they're trying to pass the the budget bill and uh, so many american people are so fed up with our government uh, my question is, we as American people elected these officials. Why can't we as an American people fire them and start over? Because it's kind of one of these situations where um, you want that – it's what they call a market failure, where um, essentially an, one individual um, you know, isn't going to take an action unless they can get other people to do it at the same time. And the voting isn't, isn't done that way. It's all voted you – know, you do a blind ballot all at one time. And so it's everybody else's uh, politician that stinks, not my local one that's bringing in jobs and, uh, and, and pork barrel projects for me and my family. So they continue to vote for their senator and their representative. And a lot of people just vote name recognition. They just don't know who they don't know anything except mommy and daddy said it was important to go vote and to vote. X party, you know, the blue guys or the red guys. And so I always have. And, and they just do it. And so it 
it, it's it's really difficult. Ninety percent of incumbents get reelected. Well, I would say to that, I mean, look, ninety plus. Is, what I would say to that is, look, what's been happening. I mean, people have been saying this for years. Go throw the bums out, and yeah. they never do, and or they do, and then the new bum comes in. You know, so even right. if you do throw the bum out, there's likely a bum who's running for that election. So you know, you right. don't really have a real choice anyway. Right. But what would it take for the American people? To decide, okay, enough's enough. Let's reelect everybody. Let's get rid of everybody and reelect them. I mean, you know, this is far fetched. I know the American people's not going to do it. And so, like you said, they're complacent. They ain't got to do it with it. But even if they, even if they our, become uncomplacent, remember, even if tomorrow the American people decided, all right, that's it, no more incumbents, we're going to totally change them all out. You have to look at the kinds of folks who are going to run for those positions. So it's a, right. it's a position of power. It's important. So it attracts a certain type of individual. Because they voted out Bush and put in Obama. And, and you know, they voted out the Republicans, I should say, and, and because of Bush and put mm-hmm. in Obama. And then they vote out Obama and put in Gingrich. I mean, at this point, I don't see the difference. It's yeah. It's not the person. It's not the person. You're. you're I think you're confusing that. It's the position it, itself. It's more. It's more a power struggle. Yeah, it's, it's no. It's the machine. That the machine that's been created by the situation between the lobbying and the the political position, the campaigning, and all that money that's going around, all that pork and and whatnot. The, the position itself is one in which the individuals are bought and sold for certain. Uh, interests whatever it may be whether it's whether it's some some of them are corporate interests some of them are you know um like environmental interests or you know interests just for this there's this this lobbying just for a specific law that helps a specific type of company so right and these candidates have to make it through a certain political process to even become the nominee in the first place which is usually completely controlled by the political parties of whom those interest groups are tied in exactly. with. And so, you know, odds are good that, like, another Ron Paul is not going to even become the nominee to possibly even be voted upon. And then even if you do get somebody in that has that kind of liberty-minded viewpoint, as you've seen with libertarian candidates over the years, they're completely ignored uh, by the mainstream media and and marginalized. I mean, they're still trying to ignore Ron Paul. What was it? There was a picture on Facebook today, and I, I presume it's real. It looks like a screenshot from a television where they were announcing some poll results where ron paul got 23 percent uh was it newt gingrich or someone got 22 yes. and they announced newt gingrich as the winner of the poll yeah they called ron paul second place right <laughs> uh, well well guys you answered my question i sure appreciate getting on the air it's my time caller welcome and i sir. really enjoy your program wade glad you're out there uh, thanks for the call appreciate hearing from you glad we're on down there in huntsville on the wbhp great station yeah uh 855-453 we get the chance to uh, to see the program director for the last couple of years at uh, radio conventions it's always it's always nice to see Stuart. nice guy uh, 855-453 you can take control of the airwaves bring up what you want this is free talk live moments remain coming up next DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com.
Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Maybe it's time for you and your thoughts if you get on the lines now at one 855 free It's 855-450-3733. That phone number brought to you by SACL CAI. And I had uh, I didn't finish my point on this Liberty Forum thing. We got all distracted talking about the Free State Project and strategies and uh, successes. And I forgot to tell you that you can go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum and get signed up for the Liberty Forum and experience what it's like. Because, J.J., you were pimping the community. You were talking about the social opportunities and the fact that, you know, there's actually stuff to do and there's activism happening. And, uh, you know, there was just a a big meeting tonight of some activists here in Keene talking about transitioning the Keene Activity Center, which you've been running for the last year and doing an awesome job of, and uh, transitioning it over to uh, Pete Nadamo, who are, of course, the guys behind LibertyOnTour.com and CopBlock. And they're going to take it over, which is really exciting. We've got some of the best activists that I've ever come across who are coming here, who've already moved here, and still more are coming. Eddie Free, for the guy from uh, Live, Free, uh, Live Free or Dance down in, not Live Free or Dance, but the, the Jefferson Dance Party down in D.C., he's supposed to move up next year. Uh, there's just so many folks that, uh, that love liberty, that realize that there's no chance for freedom where they are. They're coming here. If you want to be one of those people, or at least you're curious about it, come to the Liberty Forum. It's February 23rd through the 26th. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum will get you more information about the event, who's speaking there, what the hotel details are, the pricing, all that. And when you order, use our discount code to save 10%. It's FTL2012 is the discount code, FTL2012. Uh, We're all going to be there. JJ, you got your ticket, I believe? Yes, I'm going to do that actually right now. Excellent. And uh, it's going to be a great time. So Free Talk Live, Broadcasting Live, use our discount code FTL2012 and get signed up at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. We go to Bill listening in Jackson, Mississippi to WPBQ. Hey, Bill. Yes, uh, good evening, guys. Howdy, what's uh, I just got an idea, and you may be able to fill me in on this. Uh, do you happen to know whether there may be a, a loose association of amateur radio operators within the Free State Project that they wouldn't necessarily be living in New Hampshire uh, you know, at, at this time, but they may be uh, uh, using that uh, a particular amateur radio frequency uh, as, a, as a kind of a rallying point. This is an excellent question, yeah, and I know... If, if there's not one already. I think it's a fine question, and I, I know for a fact there are some radio geeks in the movement. I'm one of them. Uh, and there's there are some folks like here in uh, in the in New Hampshire, in certainly in the Keene area, maybe to a lesser extent in Manchester. There are a number of uh, activists with two way radios. Now they're not hams necessarily, but they are two way radios. And there are some folks that do have ham radios uh, that are attempting to set up like a, I guess some sort of a network of communications. Yeah, it's been talked uh, about quite a bit. Um, there've been meetings at uh, the different uh, pork fests and liberty forums uh, um, amongst this group. I would say it's been slowly developing, but it yeah. hasn't really taken a foothold. Right. Yet. I would say that, yes, there is a group, and no, they haven't accomplished much. Well, uh, it would probably be something that would be more on more than one frequency because a particular band would, would cover the whole, the whole country, but yet that same band wouldn't be very good for the local coverage. So it would be maybe a group of frequencies on different hand right. I think this would be something that uh, would be very easy to kind of, I guess, link into if you're not in New Hampshire yet. You go to freestateproject.org. There's a forum there and maybe post asking for hams to kind of step up. And maybe that could be where, you know, this idea could really gel or could really come together because I know there's an interest. And I think that one of the main, uh, I, I guess, one of the main proponents or I guess reasons to uh, to do this is as kind of a backup system more so than anything else. That's kind of how it's been proposed. But you're saying 
anymore to have an active kind of on-air meeting. Is, is, is that what you're kind of getting at? That's more or less the idea. And, of course, it, it, this could meet uh, maybe weekly on a particular frequency or maybe even nightly if, if there's enough interest. I think it's interesting, and I wonder how much interest there is. That's why I'm curious to see, you know, if you were to go and post about this over at freestateproject.org, how many folks will step up? Because I know there are hams within the movement, but I know that on the other hand, some people are going to be kind of bristling at the ham idea because, well, ultimately, hams are essentially a government-approved – we're talking about the amateur radio service. Uh, For those that aren't aware, it's a government-licensed two-way communications uh, device. So there would likely be people that, if they were to participate, wouldn't have their ham handles or their ham licenses and would just be in there uh, completely you know, beyond the FCC's regulations, which, of course, certain people in the ham world are very obedient to the FCC. And if they hear somebody on their ham frequencies without uh, IDing their their ham uh, code or whatever it is, their their handle, that uh, what do they call it? The license number or whatever. The anyway. Well, well, of course. Uh, you call a sign. If call you have sign. a legitimate ham license, you you must use the the uh, ham call sign. Right, but or else these uh, obedient hams, hams will come after you the and they'll try to years. let him finish what he's saying. I was going to. Uh, Sorry, I've, I've had my ham license for about fifty years, and most of the hams that I've known, I haven't been very active in the past few decades. I have been very independent types. I mean, <laughs> you try herding hams into a room is like herding the cat, so to speak. But uh, anyway, I know that there would be uh, some interest uh, once uh, a certain network may, may be started. I think it's a great idea, and I think that right now I know that people want it just for the very least emergency communications where if the federal government, for instance, shuts down the internet or, you know, the the cell phone towers go down, it's good to have a backup. And something like ham radio, it's a radio that has the power. Uh, If you've got the right equipment, you've got a good antenna, you'd be able to communicate over long distances without having to rely on, you know, the cell phone network or the phone network or, you know, the internet. Uh, I think that alone is is reason enough to really talk about this and if you can get an active group going that is re- meeting more regularly i think that's an exciting idea too bill anything else you want to share tonight well even along that uh, the ideas of maybe uh, a little l libertarian uh, thing it wouldn't necessarily have to be along the free state but it would parallel into that very good bill i appreciate hearing from you and thank you for the call at 855-453 to william in dallas listening in texas you're on free talk live Hey, Ian, Mark, how you guys doing? Hey, JJ's here, too. What's on your mind, William? Hey, JJ, sorry. I figured no worries, somebody else. Hey, I, was, uh, I saw the Badly Jar... Is it Jardis or Jarvis? Jardis. Jardis. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that was an excellent uh, activism. I really have to hand it to that guy. I mean, he uh, really changed changed his life to go from a police officer to... to what he is now. Yep. Yeah, freedom yeah. activist who is uh, is more inclined toward doing civilly disobedient things, like showing up on a, a campus, possibly carrying a weapon. Uh, for those who haven't seen those videos, there's a lot of them posted over at freekeen.com right now. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out, because he was reading the fact that it's illegal, it's actually illegal for that campus to uh, ban guns on their property. And I thought it was really interesting. This is pretty good uh, activism, because it just pulls back the curtain and shows you the pathetic illusion of power these people have, you know, where they pretend like, oh, we're just enforcing the law. I'm just doing my job and all that good stuff. And then this judge runs steps in place to to ensure that the law gets broken or continues to get broken. And those criminals that are breaking the law are protected. 
There's also, uh, yeah. just so you know, there's also, if you look at the latest episode of Freaking TV, we did a recap on the entire thing, including an, an interview with a demo before it happened. We have some free talk live stuff that's illustrated talking about the, the order from the judge, and then we show the order in the video, and then we show um, a lot of the stuff that went on there that, that wasn't just about the, you know, Brad and Tommy there was also the the, the protest for, was organized. One of the student protests was actually or, organized by the teacher. They, they were holding signs that were made by their teacher. And then she, after the, the student was talking with one of the camera people, she uh, silenced the student by saying, oh, right. we're doing a silent protest now. We don't feel know, comfortable love, talking today. Yeah. I know. I love that part. I, I did see that one where, you know, it was funny. I was thinking to myself, I wish Derek would have said, uh, if this is a silent protest, why are you talking? <laughs> yeah. there, you know, there's always things you wish you said in, in you know, hindsight being 2020. Whenever you're going back and, and looking at these things, and it certainly, I figured, I figured, yeah, it's it certainly takes practice to be as uh, as on target as you want to be when things are actually happening. But one of the things I really like about Freekeen TV, which is, again you can see over at Freekeen.com, and uh, JJ, you're the one of the guys behind the scenes putting that show together. That's right. Uh, that uh, one of the things I like about Freekeen TV is it helps bring everything into context. So sometimes when you look at freekeen.com, which is our blog here in, in Keene for a lot of the activist stuff that's happening here, you, you'll see a post and there might be a little bit of an explanation with the post, like there'll be a video that's posted, like a clip of something. And you guys can bring that all together. And with the anchors, you can tell the whole story, right. like you were saying, show different perspectives or different uh, aspects of that story and, and really tie it all together in one half hour right. program, which I think is a unique uh, thing to offer. To yeah, people. I think for those that are interested, episode 23, uh, and I basically, I used footage from, I think, six different people. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of different perspectives that all just come together to tell the full story of what happened up until that date. Now, of course, there's more story since then, but we're going to have to wait for the court system to decide how that's going to pan out. Hey, I will say this. I saw that free key TV, some of that stuff. It's really good. Thanks, William. I appreciate hearing from you. We're out of time for tonight. Hopefully, uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Hopefully, you and I won't get arrested tomorrow, JJ, because we're going to the Supreme Court in New Hampshire and get a hold of video cameras the entire time. Yep. Uh, since walking in the front door, and the whole hearing is about video cameras in court. So it's kind of like a showdown for uh, the free media, allegedly free media in court. We'll see you tomorrow, hopefully, freetalklive.com. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as 3 bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com, and here's Mark. All right, it's another edition of the Edgington Post, and I have with me a Jeremy West, all the way from Australia-land. Jeremy, there? Yeah, I'm here. Now, how come you don't have that uh, signature Australia sound? Because I come from the U.S. Oh, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm originally from the this, uh, this Seattle area in Washington State. I gotcha. You have a little bit of it, but... Now, you used to do a podcast... <laughs> do I know? A little bit, yeah. Cool. <laughs> do you, you um you used to do a podcast called Free Oz? Is that right? Free Oz Radio, yeah. It's um it's temporarily off the air. It has been for about a year. It's a lot of work, <laughs> man. No, I, no, no, six, seven months, but it will be back on eventually. You had a child, is that right? That's right. Yeah, we have a six-month-old, and um, she wakes us up a couple of times a night, obviously, still, and all that sort of stuff. So, well. You've had the same situation, and you still went six days a week during it, but uh, 
I guess it was your full-time job as well. That was, yeah, it was the full-time <laughs> job as well. I had a, a little side gig doing um, you know something on the public access channel that uh, I temporarily put aside that I have not yet picked up. You know, at some point, it's usually somewhere around uh, nine or ten. They'll stop waking up in the middle of the night. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, our three-year-old usually doesn't wake up in the middle of the night anymore. <laughs> Yours is three as well, right? Yeah, he's uh, about three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you have something that I think is kind of exciting. Uh, Bitcoins, we've talked about on the air here on Free Talk Live, a great deal. And I'm excited about them. I think that they could very well um, change the face of the world in their um, import. It doesn't mean that they will. It just means that they could. And they are a digital currency one can use on the Internet um, to buy, sell, and trade sort of anonymously. Obviously, you need to pe- people to want to accept them if you're going to want to spend them. And that's the the single biggest uh, hurdle for Bitcoins. I mean, a lot of people have been buying them and using them sort of commodities. You know, they'll go up, they'll go down, that kind of thing. They were up as high as 30. They're down to like um, 315 right now. So if you bought them at 30, hoping they'd go up to 60, uh, you're kind of hurting. But um, <laughs> yeah. You can a lot, a lot of people ask why they've dropped so far from thirty down to three something, but I think the actual question is why did they jump from twenty four cents up to thirty thirty two dollars so quickly and they they're really probably around what they should be worth right now they're around three dollars I've heard a lot of people say that, and I think to some extent that that's uh, that that might be a very well be a true statement um, a currency is worth what people um, you know value it at. And the Bitcoin will likely continue to be um, the currency of choice uh, for certain, um, you know, sort of tech technophiles on the Internet until something better comes along, if something better comes along. And at this point, it, like they're uncrackable. They cannot be counterfeited. I mean, they have some really great, um, you know, assets to them and they have the gravitas of being the first. So until something comes al- until they either get cracked in some way, shape or form or they um, something else comes along, you know. I mean, we just don't know. And I think it's uh, they're very interesting, and I like uh, like the idea. But as a currency, yeah. you need to and be able. To... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say you you said they have the ability to possibly change the the way things are done around the world. And although yes, they're not accepted um, mainstream yet. Even if they're never ex- accepted as a mainstream currency, I think they've already changed the world a bit. For example. WikiLeaks is accepting Bitcoin donations, so they have PayPal shut them down, Visa, Mastercard shut them down, so they they weren't able to get donations from people very easily. And now with Bitcoin, they they get donations quite easily and anonymously. And um, so, so organizations like that, the governments don't like, can already uh, it's already changed the world in a way for that that sort of organization. So you make f- it never becomes mainstream. You make a fine point, sir. Um, the, you know, I, I think that's true. But one of the problems, I mean, it's so currently they're kind of a way, um, in some ways, to, you know, move. Like for instance, I can transmit my dollars into bitcoins, donate them to WikiLeaks, and then WikiLeaks can turn them into some other currency, and they're the internet's currency. But they don't get used for buying, selling, and and trading as much as like sort of transmitting value. And they're fine yeah. for that, and that's great. But people don't need that that much. Um, they're really great if you want to do, say, some uh, blackjack or that kind of thing on the internet. You can blackjack in, po- in uh, bitcoins, and that's cool. But you know, that's as far right. as the- and, um, because they're not recognized as a currency, it's not illegal to use bitcoins 
um, for, for gambling in the U.S., whereas it is for U.S. dollars. Huh. I didn't know that, yeah, that cool aspect well. to it. I just wouldn't expect anybody uh, to care very much, but uh, I see. I'm, I see. Not, I'm not a lawyer. So <laughs> <laughs> don't take my word for it legally, but um, definitely, yeah, Bitcoin's, you know, there's a lot of things you can do with Bitcoins that you can't do with regular money. Interesting. But one thing you don't really, you can't do um, with Bitcoins is to go to the big online Bitcoin, uh, the, the retailer that accepts Bitcoins and buy stuff. Why, well, yes, you can. Well, in a way, through spend Bitcoins. That's right. So tell me how. Which is what? Yeah. So basically, spend Bitcoins. Uh, that's exactly why I came up with it. So early this year, I thought, you know, Bitcoins are great, but there's not a way to spend them at the major uh, online retailers. Basically, the, at, at the point that I started spend Bitcoins, I didn't know of any merchants accepting Bitcoins. It was just a way to do person-to-person sort of transmission. So I set up. Um, basically an affiliates program with Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and GoDaddy and, and um, basically where all you do is come in to my site, which is spendbitcoins.com, and you uh, shop on the – you use my, the links off my site to shop on Amazon or Barnes and & Noble or GoDaddy, wherever else, and then pop back onto my site, say your order total, it'll give you a Bitcoin amount to send, and that big, those Bitcoins will then be um, – basically transferred to, say, an Amazon gift card for mm-hmm. you uh, that you'll receive later in the day. You just then go apply that to your order, and without having to use any credit cards or, or without having to go to an exchange and exchange your Bitcoins and wait for them to get into your bank account and all of that, you're just quickly spending Bitcoins on the major retailers. Yeah, and it it allows essentially for I mean basically it takes a little longer. There's no doubt about it, but it you essentially can go online. You know, maybe a half a day longer, something like that. Um, you can go online, order what you want, and uh, you know, pay essentially pay you with bitcoins, and then you pay for it with an Amazon coupon. And I mean, you know, they give you an Amazon coupon, and then you go off. Then the individual goes and pays, um, you know, cashes it in. But you know, it's 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 kind of cool. I've done this with you uh, more than one occasion, as I recall, and it worked out just fine. And I'm you know I'm I'm excited about being able to spend my bitcoins at uh, you know these major retailers. But you know, some people I might guess, ask. I guess them, that helps. Go ahead. Uh, well, I guess I was just going to say that I, I think that uh, a lot more merchants, if, if merchants know about spend bitcoins, that should allow them to. I mean, small. I'm talking about. Um, uh, like sole proprietor merchants that just sell something online or whatever, and they were worried about, well, what, if I get Bitcoins, what am I going to do with them? Um, that's one thing they can do is use spend Bitcoins. So if, if you're accepting Bitcoins on your website and you don't want to deal with having to exchange and whatever, you can just do some of your regular spending on, on spend Bitcoins. Now, um, what... As far as the listener of Free Talk Live that may not have too many bitcoins or anything like that, um, I mean this this gives them more reason to go get them. But you know they you know some people want to support Free Talk Live now. Isn't Spend Bitcoins uh, you know hooked up with uh, Free Talk Live using the the affiliate link? Isn't that right? That's right. So now when you shop on Amazon through Spend Bitcoins, you are supporting Free Talk Live. So about six percent of your purchase actually ends up going. Straight to, uh, straight to Free Talk Live um, through the Free Talk Live affiliate links. Mm-hmm. And um, that's on Amazon. And then if you shop, I've just added as well that uh, it's not just Amazon gift codes and, um, 
as well as Barnes & Noble and GoDaddy, as I just mentioned. But now you can shop anywhere that PayPal is accepted on Spend Bitcoins. Oh, wow. And that includes Newegg. That includes Newegg. So um, Newegg it goes through the uh, CD Evolution Fund. So, that, so every time you're shopping on Newegg through Spend Bitcoins, you're actually supporting this CD Evolution Fund. So, you know, and, and thank you for that. Does that mean that you can shop on eBay with Bitcoins? It does. Wow. Don't tell eBay that. <laughs> right. <laughs> because they own PayPal and um, they don't like Bitcoins. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really, really stunning. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, so there is a there is a fee when you uh, chat to PayPal. It's whatever PayPal charges to accept um, credit card payments because uh-huh. that's where they're coming from. So it will be usually it's 2.9% plus 30 cents. So the, the other way to cash out on spend bitcoins is actually Amazon payments, which allows you to put money into your bank account. Mm-hmm. And there's no fees whatsoever for that. So that's another thing that's just been added. Can Amazon you explain payments, that to me? I'm, I'm not entirely like, sure I understood. So Amazon payments, I didn't know about it until about a week ago. It's been around for a little while, apparently, but it's a, it's just like PayPal, except that they don't charge any fees even when you're using credit cards to send other people money. Wow. And this so, isn't just so, when you're buying uh, things on Amazon. This is in all kinds of places? To buy, to, yeah. So there are, there are other sites that take Amazon payments. I don't know that many, not, not compared to PayPal. But also you can withdraw money from your Amazon payments account just directly into your bank account. Hmm. Or you can send it to other people, just like PayPal. Wow. So, yeah, again, on Spend Bitcoins, that's one of the options. If you go to spendbitcoins.com, it says, I'd like to turn my Bitcoins into, and then it gives a whole list of options on a drop-down menu. Uh, the most popular one by far is the Amazon uh, Amazon US gift code. But, yeah, there's lots of, uh, lots of other options as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, Jeremy, I really appreciate you coming on here and talking about uh, spendbitcoins.com with me. I think, um, you know, I, I think if more people know about it, more people will use it like I have used it and had the have the good experiences. And, you know, I'm I'm looking for people to use these interesting f- currencies. I mean, I, you know, this this interesting yeah. currency. I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. And I just would like to reiterate one more time that if you're a, a merchant and you're, you've been thinking, yeah, I should accept Bitcoin, but I just then what am I going to do with my Bitcoins? Well, come on, come over to spendbitcoins.com and spend them that way. So I don't think, I think it's people that are receiving Bitcoins either from selling things in Bitcoins or, or whatever other ways that you, if you're mining Bitcoins or whatever else, those are most of the customers that actually will spend the Bitcoins on my side. I don't think there's a huge reason to buy Bitcoins to then come to my side and exchange it back to, to U.S. dollars or whatever. Makes a certain you, amount of sense. If you want it, yeah. Um, oh, there's another reason oh, there's that one other thing I uh, real quick, yeah, another ahead. reason that merchants would want to take bitcoins is that uh, you know PayPal will screw you. Um, I mean, it could take it can take six months before you get a charge back from PayPal, and they'll just take it right out of your bank account. When you deal with PayPal, it's I mean, the mob should be so kind. Uh, you know, they, they they should be so evil as PayPal. I mean, they're a they're, they're, they're a rough bunch to deal with. There's no chargebacks with uh, Bitcoins. If you want to give your customer a refund because you feel that they deserve a refund, then that's within your purview. But the customer can't just go get a refund from you. 
That's absolutely right. As, as you've said many times on the air, Bitcoin's our Internet cash. So once someone's handed it over to you, the only way they're going get to get it back from you is you, if you hand it back over to them. Right. So That's the best yeah. explanation um, of it. So uh, one other thing I just wanted to mention, since I am in Australia, uh, I've set up recently a way – it was very hard for Australians to be able to buy Bitcoins. Mm-hmm. So if Australians want to come over to au.spendbitcoins.com or just click on the link off spendbitcoins.com, it's very easy for them to just deposit cash now into uh, major um, – into the branches of one of the major banks in Australia – uh, NAB and receive bitcoins the same day from me. NAB, that's a funny name for a bank, NAB. isn't it? It's National Australia Bank. Isn't NAB <laughs> like some term that gun- uh, that the gangsters use to like uh, kidnap people? That's a funny name for a bank. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't anyway. I don't know. I don't know. Jeremy, I, I appreciate. Yeah, and that. you can also one, one other thing on spendbitcoins.com. You can um, you can go over to you can there's a link to a site called Coinable, where you can buy gold and silver using Bitcoins, hmm. and that's direct through them. Um, so there's a link from from Spend Bitcoins over to Coinable. See, well, don't worry about it. Just go over to spendbitcoins.com, and you'll actually see the, the um, graphic to click on to go buy gold and silver. It's called Coinable. Great. Thanks, yeah. for the, thanks for the interview. Thank you very much, Mark. Take it easy, Jeremy. Thanks a lot. Bye.